second. Yeah, 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 I'm coming. Hold on. Ron? What are you doing here? There's something I need to tell you. Are we alone? Quick, grab anything you can. We gotta go. Is there a back door? They're coming. They're coming. Oh god, they're here. Go. Damn this wicked planet. Welcome to the Wicked Planet Podcast, episode 27. We are back in action from a two-week-long hiatus where we were off to nefarious things. With us tonight in studio, we have a Ghostbuster. Unfortunately, it is not Bill Murray. But before we get to all that, you know him as Ron from New England. Others know him as the Ranger from the North. Some is the great white moose knuckle. His friends and family know him as the hiatus of New England. Ron, what's going on? I'm the moose knuckle. The moose knuckle is in the house tonight, which is better than the camel toe, I suppose. Well, the uh, great white moose knuckle, I yeah, believe. Yeah, well, that could be. I like camel toes, though. You do. Not going to lie. Hey. Uh, they kind of, they're kind of, I don't know, they throw me off. Yeah. Well, well, they, they divert your attention and, I, they, and they can get you in trouble. I don't know if, I honestly don't know which I would rather see, a moose knuckle or a camel toe. If you want to see moose knuckles, I'd have to question your masculinity. Well, I mean, it's not really, it's just like, I don't know, they're both kind of just equally, eh, kind of weird. Yeah. I'd I take camel toes over moose knuckles. I mean, day. some moose knuckles might be nice. If you say so. <laughs> hey, I just want to uh, let everybody know that, yes, you know, we didn't really give anybody any warning at the last show. We did say we were going to take a little time off. I do remember saying that. No, I think what you said was you were going to take time off because you're lazy. Oh, that's it. And you just don't like doing work. And I was like, that makes sense. So we'll go with that. Actually, it's because I had been doing way too much work in the last few months, and I just needed a break. And we had the trip planned for like nine months. It was a good trip, though, right? Yeah, it was awesome. You went yeah. up to Moose Knuckle Lake? We went to Moose Knuckle, Moose Head Lake. Oh, so you got head from moose. Uh, no, but I did get close enough to a moose to get gored. Ooh. But he didn't get me. Ah, yeah. that's unfortunate. Yeah. No, so I went off-roading for a week and then uh, kind of took my time getting back into the swing of things, getting back. So so it's so it's good. Uh, just a shout-out to everybody that emailed us, DM'd us, text messaged me uh, to ask if everything was okay. And I, I really appreciate that. Yes, everything was just fine. People were that concerned? Uh, yeah, I told you that. That we hadn't... No, Ron, you don't... First of all, first of all, you don't tell me anything. That's not true. And I didn't know people were... 
concerned about our well-being. We had several emails. We had countless DMs. And even text messages from people that actually have my cell phone number. Maybe next time we should put out like a, hey. We're going to take time We're taking a break like two weeks so people aren't like. (gasps) Yeah, but at this point, I mean, when's the next time we might take a break is for the holidays, right? Uh, And and I think, remember I told you before I was going to try to set up an episode to come out while while we were you know on hiatus or whatever oh yeah uh, yeah but i didn't do that i'm like you know what everybody understands people sometimes need to take a break that's what i mean by the whole lazy thing oh yeah yeah i was being <laughs> lazy all right I, uh, yeah you know we just needed a break uh and uh but we're back we're back, we're back and we're gonna be back uh baby we're, we're back yeah we're here for the long haul so don't worry folks we're not going anywhere uh we did uh, did upgrade some equipment yesterday. Haven't got it going yet, but I meant to tell you about that. Yeah, yeah in the studio. Uh, it's going to be stuff for the show. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so that's cool. And I'm gonna we're gonna be working on doing some more upgrades um, as we go forward. But uh, but yeah, it was nice to get away. I unplugged for a week. I was in a place where there was no cell phone service or very little, like one bar, uh, maybe like if you were at the gas station, and. Uh, uh, we had a cabin that did have Wi-Fi, but there was five of us and everybody was on their Wi-Fi. And I'm like, you know what? This ain't working that good. I'm not Feels good, understand. doesn't it? Oh, my God. Yeah, just to not even go on Facebook, Instagram, see the news, any of that shit. Yeah, Feels did good. We, we talked about that in one of a previous episode. Right? Yeah, we like, did. Like, unclog your mind. Like, unclutter your mind. And, it, and I'm not, yeah, you're right. I mean, it felt fantastic. Yeah. It really did. And it actually took me. Uh, it took me probably four or five days to even get into the swing of even going on and checking my stuff, even when I was home. Perfect. So, so, so yeah, but, uh, but anyways, but I was on last week with the New York Patriot shout out to him. Uh, and he kind of jumpstarted me and got me back in, back into the swing of things. So, so that's cool. So go check out that episode, the New York Patriot. Uh, you'll see this latest episode was with uh, Ron from New England. Uh, just basically me on a semi rant. Uh, but it was a pretty funny show. But anyways, so Buckley, we have a guest in the studio tonight. We do. Yes, we do, and I'm gonna and I want you to introduce him because you guys have a connection. We have a connection. You do. We do. Were we once lovers? Don't look at me like that when you have a question <laughs> like that. <laughs> All right. So uh, as I mentioned before, it, we have a Ghostbuster. It's not Bill Murray. So sorry about that, people. But. Um, yeah, so the guest we have in tonight, he's actually my brother, uh, and he lives out in Texas. He's part of, well, he started his own paranormal investigation research company, and they're called Paranormal, sorry, Lone Star Paranormal Research Investigators, Investigation. Anyway, so this is my brother, Kellen Buckley, the ghost hunter. Kellen, hey, what up? This is- Kellen with Lone Star Paranormal Research. Um, yeah, we're a two-man team. My partner couldn't be here tonight, Justin Sutter. He's a cool guy. What's up, Justin? So you're from Austin. So, well, I mean, you're from here originally, but uh, so, but you moved to Austin. So you do uh, Lone Star Paranormal Research out of Austin, which is which is a hotbed for uh, any type of like content creating now right like austin's like blew up for well that, you know right? old joe rogan moved out there and took a bunch of people with him well isn't yeah, alex joe rogan isn't uh, alex jones alex jones tim Dillon. yeah um, tim Dillon's moving 
back to LA, I guess. But who knows why? Didn't Elon Musk move to Austin, Texas? Yeah, yeah. yeah. a bunch of tech people. Yeah, so. yeah, big time. I guess the yeah. taxes is a little easier there. So how's the scene in Austin? It's pretty good. Yeah, um, can't complain. It's a cool, cool city as far as cities go. It's it's nice it's like chill. it's like originally a music city, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like a well, big I mean, blues, like a technically blues. Technically, a pioneer city, but that's why. What do you mean, pioneer of... city? I mean, when um, the pioneers were moving into Austin, I mean into Texas, that's one uh, of the spots where they set up. Oh, okay, gotcha. <clears throat> it was a basically a Comanche war zone. They couldn't take over Texas for like hundreds of years, just because like the not like a hundred years, because the Comanches were so brutal. I heard the Comanches, they uh, learned how to hold like five arrows in one hand and shoot them yep. all rapid fire. Oh, wow. And that was one of the reasons they were so hard to take out because they could just like five arrows. And, what? Um, they're, well, they're considered like the best um, soldiers on horseback like ever, basically. Like when they charged you, they'd charge in a circle shooting arrows. So it was like a arrow tornado, like a rotating circle of horses coming out. Well, you. probably in a lot of dust too. Yeah, you can imagine that many horses. You probably can't see, and you're getting yeah, pelted with like arrows. Real warfare, like if you were out on the plains, they'd come and then release all your horses at night, and then like drive a buffalo herd through your camp. Mm. So not good times. They used to um, they used to chase herds of buffalo off of cliffs. That's yeah, how they would hunt them. Not too many cliffs in Texas, but what? <laughs> not too many cliffs in Texas. That is a known Indian tactic, though. Yeah, no, yeah. it was the well, Comanche. Well, West, they did. It was yeah. the Comanche. Yeah. They, they would change. me, it's like more, um, it's not necessarily desert. I'm more in like scrubland. They would um, chase them off like hundreds and hundreds of buffalo off cliffs. And they would, that's how they would kill them. And then actually they would, the, there was, the, the piles of buffalo were so high and the, the, the meat and the skin would rot. And then it would eventually um, combust into fire, and then the hurt these huge piles of dead buffalo would catch on fire, and just burn. Yeah, friggin' way Pretty brutal stuff. All right, so why don't you why don't you so break? So it was like a buffalo barbecue, basically <laughs> yeah. of rotting buffalo. Though. Yeah, probably. I mean, it probably didn't smell too good, or maybe it did. Yeah, sun cooked buffalo. Okay, so tell us a little bit about your uh, about Lone Star Paranormal Research. I mean, I've seen y- your Instagram, uh, which you know, which will get people to head over that way, right? When we yeah, do all the Lone plugs Star at the Paranormal end of the show, Research. yeah, go on Instagram. Instagram. Uh, he's right there. He's got a lot of really cool videos, uh, some IGTV stuff. Uh, uh, really, really, uh, I was pretty impressed with the, some of the stuff I was seeing. You know, because it's a million ghost hunters out there, and then you watch these TV shows, and they're like, oh, what's that? Oh, what's that? oh my. They're all screaming, oh, look, at there's a ghost. They, but, they walk by a window. They're like, it's cold by this window. Yeah, and it's, <laughs> and it's fucking December out. Okay, so, so yeah, so, I mean, and I get it. You know, they're on TV, and they, they want to make it interesting. But but you kind of don't take that approach. You guys are pretty laid back about it. Uh, and watching some of your videos, I'm, I'm like, like, you're really into it, and you're into actually, uh, you go in kind of with a, with a debunking attitude to say, okay, well, there's no ghost here. Let's see what we can find. Right. Yeah. And I kind of liked that approach. So so tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. Well, our whole thing is basically we try and get like genuine evidence. <clears throat> so if it's not, we have certain tactics we kind of use um, EVPs, electronic voice phenomena, 
it's like when you run a tape recorder and just run it live so it's just it's not even meant for paranormal investigations but if you play that back sometimes faint voices will come through and that's hard to debunk really if everyone you're with is like if you if you trust everyone you're with and you know they're all quiet and know how to do it then it's kind of hard to debunk. If you get, like, now, 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 Kellen, is this a particular uh, voice recorder or is this just like a standard voice recorder? Um, you could use any. Some are easier to use like in the dark and stuff. You can actually just use like your iPhone recorder, but mm-hmm. I, I don't like that as much just because um, I try and keep cell phones away because they can mess with like um, electromagnetic. Yeah, because of the uh, the magnetic, like that. Yeah. Uh, the magnetic that, the, that so they're throwing I try not to off, use yeah. that, but if I don't have my voice recorder or something, I'll set it. You could set it far away, and that's even like more legit because no one's even around it. So if it right. comes through on yeah. that, yeah, yeah. I mean, you had a lot, lot of gadgets with you. Oh yeah, um, I like REM pods a lot. Those are hard to trip to. A five G connection can trip it. Um, like you guys, we did an investigation here last night, and um, they realized some of the things. Like if you walk by a REM pod really fast on like creaky boards, it will disturb it a little bit and it will go off okay so let's let's tell the listeners a little bit more about the rem pods you're talking about that round thing yep. that had the antenna and the different colored lights yes that would go off with would like if any type of uh was it any type of motion that it picks up or is it does it pick up an electronic or an electric or a magnetic uh kind of wave or something and it sets it off what exactly could or is it multiple things that can set it off um the antenna actually creates like a um a little emf field around it so when that field's broken it will trigger but it's super sensitive so all those lights like are positional so it will show like where the motion is so that round one i like because they're um, 360 degrees around it mm-hmm. um but then the other one i have that was on the melmeter which is a double gadget device um it has an emf reader on it too um I'll get more into that. But that one's nice because it won't get tripped by itself. Yeah, because you had a couple of different types of those. Yeah. Yeah. So that yeah. one has a uh, EMF reader, but it won't get tripped by cell phones and the REM pod on top. So it's more high tech. Yeah, that's yeah. like my favorite thing. Yeah, so it can weed out like cell phone signals or yeah. uh, uh, electromagnetic fields or pulses yeah. from, from uh, electronic devices or whatever. It won't. It, it's actually meant, that's why I like it, because it's actually meant for like electricians to see if like a house is like well grounded or not so usually before you do an investigation you'll walk around the house and see what the field is and if there's like if the place is crazyly non-grounded like it's not even worth using it because it will just pick up but if you walk around and it's zero everywhere and then at night you start getting hit right so so are you suggesting like say uh, you're gonna go I mean, let's face it. Most of your investigations are in older places, right? Older structures, yeah, older buildings, yeah. things and like that. And some big places, too. Yeah, right. But, but I mean, if you have an older place that may have, like, uh, old electricity, right? Like, like when electricity, yeah. like, like yep. this place, uh, when you did the investigation last night. And we'll get into that a little bit later in the show. But uh, so these old houses, I mean, you know. These old houses usually used to have ground. Well, every house is supposed to have a ground rod. But, I mean, these old houses, like if you look at this one during the day, it has all the lightning rods. And then it has the copper cables that come down to ground. And that's, you know, obviously for the lightning to not blow your house up. Uh, because all, a lot of these old places had tin roofs on them, right? So so what you do is you would you would take your meter and you would go around the house and see what kind of baseline reading you would get. Yeah, that's like what okay. we do beforehand yep. to see. 
Because you don't want to, you know, mistake Confuse the computer the two. as a ghost. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. maybe some people do. I mean, but not yeah. us. So, so tell us about some of your more interesting uh, invest. Excuse me, investigations that you had done, uh, because there was one on your. Your YouTube, that's really cool. Is that like an insane asylum or something like that? Oh, that that's um, Waverly Hills in um, Kentucky. Oh, that's like that, famous, okay, okay. Extremely famous. Um, that's an old um, tuberculosis hospital. It was oh. the biggest in the country. Like a tuberculosis sanitarium? Yes. Yeah, okay. So like the whole back of it's like made to... Um, it's designed so people could get like fresh air and the sun and sunlight. That, they didn't have like any treatments for it. There were some treatments there that were brutal though. Like was it lots of glass? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, it was like open air, but then there was like every room on the front end anyway. The back room was like the back of the building, or actually the front of the building was for like the, the terminally ill. Like you're not gonna make it. They're just to die. Like hospice. But if you had any chance, they'd put you in the back, which is facing the sun and they put you like out on a deck all day and like the sunlight would and the fresh air was your best hope at the time yeah i think penicillin was what eventually took care of that but until then like you were sitting duck so so what did you uh i I mean people can go to your youtube and, and check out that video it's about a half hour long right that one i have a yeah i have two on there I want to say, I want to say one was just under a half hour long, but but what was what did you find interesting about that? You say it's like a it's like a paranormal hotspot. A lot of people go there and do investigations yeah. or something. Now, did you have to get permission from anybody to do that? Yeah, the the people that own it, they they actually like saved it. You have to. They were like, I don't know who'd want to live there, but like they were talking about <laughs> demolishing it, making it into apartments. But they actually mm. just, um, saved it as a historical site. So if you do that, you have to actually do something with it. So they're like making the main lobby into a place where they could have like paracons and stuff like that. All right. So like a little mini convention center. Yeah. So are like, they restoring it kind of or, or cleaning it, it up and bringing it back it. slowly? Like yeah. the place where you put all your equipment is like the nicest place I've ever had to put my equipment. There's like actually nice bathrooms. Is and the like facility they, pretty like the rest of the facility pretty run down? Yeah, they're like yeah. replacing all the windows on the back half. Okay, um, but other than that, it's pretty much as is. So you it's know, nice. it, it's interesting what you say that they were going to demolish it, put apartment buildings. Like, what kind of paranormal activity would be happening know, would in be a new insane. apartment building Jesus. that was built over the site of, of Waverly Sanitarium? <laughs> I, I don't mean, even come know on, if they were right? going to demolish it or if they were going to make it into. Oh man, I, I think they'd be oof. better off to demolish it and start over. <laughs> yeah. Well, if the frame's still good might as well use it right yeah. yeah because ghosts don't know if their house is being demolished or not and all that's going to do is upset them right and it would make sense you would get a lot of activity so what so what did you get for activity there tell us some um, stories the well so there's over they don't know exactly how many people died there but there's eleven thousand documented deaths wow Damn. Um, and then to keep up morale um they didn't want like bodies going out all day long just like the hearse driving around so they had this thing they call the death tunnel which goes underground for 500 feet and that was like that rem pod thing i was the one with the emf and the rem pod we got some crazy action down there and that's like deep underground like the like this tunnel did this go to like a sally port or a- it went to it went down a hill and then down the hill like the hearse would be there and they'd pick up the body so they could right. just wheel the 
bodies out undetected, like far away from the hospital. Isn't it crazy how a lot of these uh, asylums or state hospitals are just riddled with tunnels? Yeah. Yeah. I know New Hampshire Hospital here in town. Oh, it does. In Con- oh, yeah. There's tunnels that go to every single building. Well, what's wow. the building across from the uh, Con- the Concord Hospital? Dartmouth? Oh, no. you mean the old Mary Baker Eddy house? Yeah. It's like that big, it's the big property with yeah. a bunch of like old, really well, old It was like a nursing home now, wasn't oh, it? That yeah. Place, that I place know. has like a bunch of tunnels in the bottom too. Oh, yeah. I've I heard, heard that does. place like security there. Well, no, I had a friend who worked there, and he. Um, <laughs> I'd like to investigate. That. He w- he did security at night, and uh, he said he only made it like a couple months because there was just always something weird happening and just uh, just crazy stuff. And he, now, he was it the story? Was it that Mary Baker Eddy built that as her house originally? I have no idea, but yeah, and she was the lady, uh, Mary Baker Eddy. Uh, I might be off a little bit on this, but she is the one that started the. Christian science religion because the Christian science building church is like the next block back from the state house and it's a beautiful building is it but, but that was Mary Baker Eddy and that's where they got Fort Eddy from uh, oh. and then her birthplace was up on uh, just outside of Concord and Bow hmm. the, the birthplace of Mary Baker Eddy yeah that may be somebody cool we could look into but but yeah, so this uh, this huge building, like beautiful building, is right across the street from the Concord yeah, Hospital. Yeah, I, I know that building. And uh, right and, and I'm and the plaque says it's the Mary Baker Eddy House, but you could you have to. I mean, it just looks creepy to look at it, even though it's a beautiful condition and they take really good care of it. Yeah, the grounds are always really nice, but you know that inside of it that there, there's got to be something outside. going on. And yeah, I was like, that yeah. place has got to be haunted. Then I heard the yeah. stories. And- yeah. Yep, it's on yeah. So is this Waverly Place, uh, so you said the REM pod kind of went crazy in the death tunnel? Yeah, in the death tunnel. Um, that was the most activity we got down there. I've seen, like, like that place is certified haunted. There's no doubt. Like, but um, So I've, I've heard, like, other people's evidence down there of, like, voices and bangs and all this crazy shit of people I trust. Like not just like yeah like, so you so you clout pretty, chasers yeah yeah so you're pretty confident to telling the truth yeah yeah um, some of the interesting other interesting stuff I did and probably the most scared I've ever been investigating I went to like the <clears throat> there's two morgues but there's one that's for body prep where they like drain the blood and do all that and there's a few cabinets for bodies to be stored and then there's a big morgue across the way where they put them but um. So I did like an isolation session in there by myself, laying in the body cabinet. Fun. And I was in there for like 16 Like minutes. in the cabinets that the morgues have? Oh, yeah. yeah. So that was the most scared I've ever been. I don't know as I would be into that. Laying I would in your do back. It. Like, I would do it, but I'd be really I'd be was, scared. Was, I'd be frightened. I was frightened. I'm not afraid to admit it. But yeah, the door to the morgue started creaking, like open. It was doing it like, it didn't start right away. And there, it's like a, the bottom floor is completely sealed. So like, there's no reason for that to do that. Eventually I got out to investigate it and the door basically creaked open like an inch on command. Now, did you have any cameras set up on this door to, to I had my, like the one you saw yesterday, my police body cam on a selfie stick. Yeah. That's my. Dude. Probably my favorite thing. Like I'd feel naked. So, so, so you're laying in the morgue, uh, draw. Yep. And you're listening. Was it, were you completely closed? Was your draw completely closed? <clears throat> no, there was no thing on the end of it. 
Oh, okay. So so you're laying in there, and then you're hearing this door open. Yep. Yeah, that's kind of creepy. It and there was nobody, and you were there all by yourself. Yeah, I mean, there are other people in the building, but like I was doing an isolate, so there was no one in that area. Wow. <clears throat> yeah, ghost stuff freaks me out. But yeah, I feel like there's more activity. Like it if I'm with has. my partner Justin, um, like I feel like we're just we're pretty we're both pretty chill, so we don't really get scared. But if you're isolated, like I think the fear kind of like feeds, and things are less afraid when you're afraid. If you're kind of like in there, it might be like with other people, it might be kind of intimidating when you actually have that kind of like. Fear. So you so you think that an entity would be more uh, would be more comfortable making themselves known if it was just like a one on one deal and maybe yeah. they don't like it if there's more people there. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes I feel like they don't like it even if there's cameras, but that's kind of like the catch 22 because how do you document stuff? Oh, that's another thing. I actually saw a full apparition there when I wasn't filming in the famous room 502 where a nun hung herself outside. And this thing, um, I've seen other people have the exact same footage. So I think it's a residual haunting, but it's still cool. Residual means it's it's not intelligent. It's kind of like a imprint on time. So that same thing just keeps happening over. Yeah, and it keeps over. playing on replay. It's so, like en- it's like energy that keeps happening yeah. almost over and so over. So that's like not intelligent. Those things don't. And, and where? And, I'm sorry, Kellen. Where, and where was this? This was at Waverly. I think it's the fifth floor. Oh, so this was. So you're still talking about Waverly? Yep. Okay. So yeah, I saw a full apparition go by the door, and I walked in there to see, because I, I was, it was I was like new to the building, so I was kind of overwhelmed because it's a huge building. I didn't realize it was room five hundred two, but I saw this thing walk by the door. I go in because I think it's a person. There's just a solid wall right there, so it just like went right by. Yeah, yeah, that's that's sketchy. creepy. <clears throat> oh, Ron, that's a little sketchy. Yeah. I didn't tell. I told you about something else happened in my house. Not that long ago, I told you about Not a it. Wallet. Yeah, so probably a couple of weeks ago, I've told I've told about talked about stuff that's happened to me in that house or things that have happened in my house before. But um, so I it was alone once again, just hanging out on the weekend, watching TV, um, and I hear a noise like a thump, and I I sit up and I'm like I'm the only one there. I sit up and I'm looking around. I can't find anything. Look up. Look some more across from where I'm sitting, and my wallet had was in the middle of my hallway um, entranceway to my my door in my house. It had flown off of the desk that we had that we had keep next to the door. So like right when we come in, that's where we put like put your keys and stuff. Yeah, keys, wallet, phone, whatever. It had flown out, like not like it just fell off, or maybe I placed it on the edge. No, it was like out. Did you watch that happen? No, I heard it. It took me a second to figure out what had happened. And then I saw my wallet like way out in the middle of the area. And I was just kind of like, okay, I guess I'll I'll just keep doing what I'm doing. Yeah, because you've had things. You, you've talked about things that have gone on in your house before. Yeah, similar stuff. Yeah. Yeah, Looks. your your house is uh, not super super old, but it's but it is old, it's right? It's like nineteen oh seven. Yeah, but that's pretty old. I mean, that's it's over a hundred years old. Yeah, yeah. But I I just I forgot to tell you that yeah, my brother. I, think, I feel like something's trying to get his attention because it always happens when he's by himself. Yeah, like his wallet, like his like something doesn't just throw something off a shelf just for the hell of it, you know? Yeah. 
So I want to investigate there, but I think you might be too chicken. I would do it. I would do it. My girlfriend, on the other hand, she doesn't want to really know. She doesn't want to know. So well, I don't blame like, her. I don't blame her. I don't blame her either because there's also this part of me. Well, I mean, I I already kind of know, but there's this part of me that's kind of like, well, do I really want to know? You already know. If <laughs> I mean, I, I would be fine desk. with it. What? <laughs> if things are flying off your desk, you already know. Well, yeah. I can tell you from experience, uh, you know, providing it's it's not a, you know, what I call a, a bad ghost or, or a ghost that's there to just be evil that uh, like, like, you know, you get used to it. You know, you do, you get used to it. And, and it's like, okay, well, I know, you know, th- they've never done anything bad. They're kind of just mischievous. They like to mess with you a little bit, but I, you know, like in our case, you know, it's almost like we're, they're trying to tell us something, you know what I mean? That, that's, uh, that, that, and that's typically what happens. Uh, although, you know, when we when we talk about the investigation that you did the other night, there was a few other things uh, that I that I didn't have a chance to tell you the other night, and we'll and we'll go over that a little bit. But that's interesting with your house uh, because wasn't something before uh, a cookbook? Yep. Was it wasn't it a cook a cookbook had opened or something? No, like I that? saw a cookbook. I saw this. I actually saw the cookbook fly off the shelf. Okay, so so they like to throw things. And then, yes, stuff that like falls off the walls that like should not fall off the wall. And is this always when you're home alone and, and, yes. and your girlfriend and the baby are not home? Yes. And it's then just you, you. And then one time I heard a hey, I think I maybe brought that up on when we did our ghost show, um, came home, was going upstairs, up the stairs, heard a, a really like a hey, like a hey, just really like hey. And I was like, hey, what's up? And I thought it was like um, my roommates or my girlfriend at the time. And no one was there. I think that's like one of the easiest things for them to say. Like I've gotten that a few times because it takes like hardly any pronunciation, hardly any um, energy to just be like, hey. Right. Like you don't even like need to like form a word really. It's more like, so that's a pretty easy way to be like, we're here. And I've got that a few times. We yeah. got that at... Um, Justin heard that um, we are doing an investigation at Old Park Hotel in um, Ballinger, Texas, which is a super haunted hotel. It's awesome. We stay there. But we weren't really getting anything. And right before we were just talking about going to bed, it says, hey. He's like, did you hear that? I'm like, no. But sure enough, on his body cam, it's there loud and clear. Yeah, dude, I, I, know, I'm, I know I'm not crazy because I responded. That's the thing. Yeah. <laughs> I responded like someone was talking to me because I was like, oh, it's someone just like saying hi. I, my roommate just saying hi when I came home. I, I, You know, what's weird is my house, I had my house built. So my house is only about 30 years old. But I've had some weird things happen at my house as well. I mean, my first wife used to get really freaked out at our house. And she said she had come out of the shower one day. The new house? The house I'm living in. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, Did you she, build that or was it already there? I had it built. I had it built, but I don't remember if there was ever a house on that yeah, piece of property or not. Foundation or something. But 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 it was part of an old homestead that was oh, there okay. originally. It's two pieces. Well, originally it was one piece of land. It's two pieces now. But uh, but but check this out. My wife says uh, my first wife said she she come out of the shower and it was an old man standing in one of the bedrooms looking at her. How close to this property is it? What to this property about a mile? A mile. <clears throat> yeah, but let me but let me tell you the story about my property. Is the land connected? No, that's how you open a beer. Look at that. 
took the whole top off. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Callan, calm down. You need to relax. This We're just getting All right, so, into this So stuff. check this out. Check it out. My parents bought that piece of property back in 1972, and it was an old gentleman that had was living in a little logging camp there because the original homestead had burnt down when he was like in his 20s and his mom lived there. So, so, so his mom uh, went to go live with, uh, you know, a relative or something. And he stayed there and a bunch of people in town had chipped together and bought this little logging cabin that come off of, uh, you know, out, out in the back in the day, loggers used to have log camp, logging camp, and they would live in these little huts. Right. And it was, and it wasn't very big, but, but he brought, they brought it in, they set it up, he put a stove in it and he had a bedroom and they added on to it, whatever. And I mean, it was, you know, pretty creepy, but you know, he, he lived there like, basically his whole life right Mm -hmm. and uh he had no running water he had an outhouse in the barn and he had a hand pump well uh and he had an old make and break engine that used to run his sawmill where he would cut his firewood right so so this dude never like took a shower took a bath or anything so so obviously you know he was pretty rugged smelling oh great guy i got along great with him and uh but anyways so the weirdest thing like like because I was living in my house and he was still alive because when my father bought the property, he said, listen, you can live here the rest of your life for free. He gave him like one of those, uh, it was in the deed. Like he, like he didn't have to move because that was why he was concerned. He didn't want to move. That's nice he, of your dad. Well, he didn't, he didn't want to sell the property if he had to move. My father said, no, no, no you stay right here. Stay right here the rest of that your life. That was nice. And, yeah. And he put it and he put it in his will. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and his, his name was Lester. He was, he was a cool old guy. Uh, he had some really cool stories, but anyway, so I remember, uh, probably the first, uh, first months, first six months I lived in the house, he would come over and visit. He loved ice cream and, and he loved flavor ice. You know what flavor ice, the tubes of the oh, color. Yeah yeah. 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 I used to be addicted to those things and he would come over on hot summer days and he would go, you got any ice cream? I said, well, I don't have any ice cream, but I got some flavor ice. <laughs> I said, you want one of those? I guess so. And uh, and you would give him that or whatever. So he would be in the house and he would smell, you know. Obviously, I didn't really care. But anyways, check this out. Eventually, he did pass away. He had cancer and he, and he died. Probably a year or two after that, I can remember several instances of me in my house on the couch watching TV. And all of a sudden, like like you would feel... Like a breeze go by you, and then yeah. you could smell him. Ooh, yeah, you could smell him. I mean, is that, that's like is that like a common phenomenon? Yeah, sense are yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, that. so, and I mean, I'm, God strike me dead if I'm lying. I mean, I am not making this up. I mean, the no, old, the old so, classic so always, so, with a demon is when like a demon's around or like really dark bad energy. It's like gets sulfury. You smell that kind of like eggy. Oh, egg. There is yeah. that, but there's also an old Western places. Sometimes there's phantom. Cigar smell or cigarette smell or gunpowder smell, gunpowder or um, perfume. Mm. Oh, from the old horse. Yeah. Hey, you know from what, the old horse. Yeah. Well, they weren't old at the time. But listen, so so <laughs> when my wife saw when my first wife saw this old man, I told her, and she was really freaked out. I mean. This was before we had cell phones. She she was home. She called me here. You got to come home. And there's something going on. There's a ghost in the house. Or whatever. Like, come on. Of course, I never told her the stories of <laughs> smelling Lester. You know, because I always had an idea. Hey, Lester grew up on this piece of property. If he wants to hang out in my house, he's, it's not a problem for me. Right. Right. Because I was used to being around ghosts from growing up on this property. And uh, 
So, so anyways, uh, I, and I never did tell her. I said, well, maybe it was just last time. Maybe he just wanted to come and see your bare ass. Yeah, because yeah. she always would come out of the shower with no towel, no nothing, right? And uh, yeah, and uh, but anyways, she was freaked out. She did, she didn't like go near that bedroom for like the longest time after that. But uh, but I got another funny story, uh, and then we're gonna get back. I just wanted these are a couple of stories I wanted to tell you Let about me that. Tell happened, you a story that it happened at my house, right? So years ago, now I've been with my current wife now for about fifteen years. Oof. Yeah, it's all good, but. You got to get a mistress. Uh, no. <laughs> I'm just joking. No, no, we're past the seven-year rich. Uh, but anyways, so so we haven't really encountered anything other than the typical, uh, where'd you put that? Because it's not where you say it is type of thing. And I, I guess that's just a husband thing. Like, we could be looking right at something. It sounds more like right? Alzheimer's. But check this out. I had this one cousin that I was very, very close with. And, uh, and she, you know, we went to... Uh, our two high schools were kind of rivals, like in sports and everything like that. She went to one high school. I went to the other. We both graduated the same year. Uh, we were, And it was funny because I was my grandmother's favorite grandson. She was my grandmother's favorite granddaughter, which was kind of weird. But we always close. We had a unique uh, relationship. But she had some uh, substance abuse issues, like really bad. And there was a point in her life where she had been divorced from her husband. Her son kind of was living somewhere else and she just couldn't get her crap together. But she called me one day and she says, I need a place to stay for a while. I says, "Uh, well, what's a while? She says, maybe a month, maybe two months. And I'm like, you know, I, I can't say no to family. I have a really hard time with that. And I'm like, all right, well, bring your stuff over. You know, there's this bedroom up here, spare bedroom. You can just come on up here. You can camp out in there and, you know, and you don't have to pay me nothing. But, you know, help out around the house, you know, maybe help keep it clean. I mean, I don't want to be your, your butler while you're here. Uh, because at one time she was very wealthy. She was married to a very wealthy guy. Uh, so she had that very expensive taste thing going on, you know. But she, she I want to say this was kind of rock bottom for her. <clears throat> but anyway, she moved in and, and, uh, and things like that. And she lived with me for probably a month or two, maybe three, something like that. And then she would go on her, you know, week benders when she'd be, you know, hanging out at the uh, drug houses, so, you know, going to her girlfriends that were into drugs and stuff like that. Uh, long story short, she ended up moving to Medigai and ended up moving to Kentucky and lived in a big house down there and things like that. Well, well, uh, we, uh, my wife and I and all of our friends at vacation together, we had just got back from a cruise to Bermuda and I'm, and I'm riding in the, uh, the limo that's bringing us home uh, because it was cheaper for everybody to pitch in for a limo uh, to bring us in all of our luggage, right? And I get a phone call from, from my aunt. Oh, I just wanted to let you know that Terry passed away this weekend, you know, my cousin. And I'm like, ah. And I wanted to ask her why, but I knew why. She, she overdosed. She overdosed on drugs. So, uh, which was really sad, you know. I mean, she was such a beautiful girl. She had everything going for her. She just had that one demon she couldn't overcome, right? But but she passed away. But here's where it gets interesting. Probably two years ago, maybe three. I And she was from Temple, Texas. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so she had a really heavy Texas accent. Uh, and she just never could shake it, even when they moved Yeehaw. back to New Hampshire. I actually do one location out there that's crazy. Well, well, ch- well, yeah. check, well, check this out. Yeah, Temple's a pretty big town, right? So, so, anyways, I'm I'm in the shower. I'm taking a shower. I get out of the shower, uh, and I want to say this was uh, maybe on a weekend, like a weekend morning or whatever. 
and and I'm and I'm out of the shower, you know, brushing my teeth and drying off and you know whatever. And I hear this Ronnie chick's voice. Right? I open up the door and I go, "What? What's up?" Nothing. And I go, "Hey, what's up?" And my wife she goes, "What?" I said, "Did you just call me?" She goes, "No, I didn't call you." I said, "Did you hear anything?" She says, "No, I didn't hear anything." I said, "Okay, never mind." <laughs> but I got to thinking about it. My wife does not call me Ronnie. She has never, the whole, and I've known my wife for 20-something years, has never called me Ronnie. That's something that all my family calls me. Very close friends. Well, I have close friends that don't call me Ronnie. Everybody in my family calls me Ronnie. A lot of my customers call me Ronnie. Everybody that knew me in the shop since I was a little kid calls me Ronnie. Terry used to call me Ronnie. That's crazy. So, I, so I'm thinking, oh my God, is she here now? Is she here in my house? Like, is everybody that ever lived here that's dead or lived around here that's dead hanging out in my house now? I mean, it kind of, it freaked me out in a way, but then in a way it didn't. You know what I mean? Because if, uh, if it's Terry, it's no big deal. Just to clarify a couple things, or just one thing. You took a limousine to the airport? No, I took a limousine to the cruise port. You took a limousine to the cruise port. And back. And back? And back. That's the most surprising thing about this story. Why is it surprising? Who takes the limousine? Well, because when there's 14 of you going, and you don't want to drive, and you don't want to pay to park your vehicle down at Black Falcon, at the at the Black Falcon cruise port in Boston? I think I, this, you, this sounds kind of elitist to me. We actually had two limos. Let me clarify. Two? Let me clarify. We have gold toilets, Ron? We had two limos. We had one limo for most of us and another limo for some of us and all of our luggage. Jesus. So we rented two limos. Yeah, but it was cheap money. Everybody pitches in. It's like 40 bucks a person. It's no big deal. I guess that's not too bad. Yeah. It just sounds a little fancy. It was more convenience. It fa- sounds a little fancy. Were you wearing tuxedos? I don't think a lot of people would think of that, but it's kind of smart, I guess. My yeah. wife thought Probably. of that, and it was a great <laughs> idea because I'm thinking, well, are we going to take a bus down to Black Falcon? Yeah. And I'm like, eh, I don't want to take a bus down here. We're going to fuck around, go there, get our luggage <laughs> off, get to the cruise port. Rod's like, no, it- I want tuxedos. I want a limousine. I want champagne. I want caviar and finger food. All the whole way there and back. There actually was champagne in the limo. And I want a party bus. We drank mimosas all the way down and all the way back. See, that's... Look, right there. Elitist. It's not elitist at all. But listen, (laughs) listen. All right. It was really nice because the limo brings you right up to where you load to go on Norwegian. Yes. And they bring all your luggage out and the porters come and they take your luggage and tip them a fin. Everybody's happy. I don't got to touch nothing. And same thing when you get back. Uh, you, 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 uh, once once uh, the cruise ship gets into port you, you, and you got a cell phone signal at that point, you call the limo company, say, we're going to be off the ship in about an hour. The limo's waiting for you. It's, a, it's an awesome deal. Well, just to get back to paranormal stuff, um, I mean, for me, it always happens when I'm not expecting it. But you and I have experienced stuff since we were younger. Um, and I have to say, and we, and I've talked about this, these stories, but I have to say, I don't ever get used to it when something weird happens. Like I'm never, I'm never just like, Oh, I'm like, Oh, it's always just like, Ooh, I always like kind of cringe. I always get a little freaked out. I always get a little nervous. 
And I just kind of sort of try to forget about it. Yeah, just kind of like, okay, that didn't happen. I always get excited for the most part, except for this one time a few months ago. <clears throat> um, one of my friends deals with more of the dark stuff. Um, his name's John John. And uh, yeah, so. Define dark stuff. Demonic possessions, Ooh. stuff, Ooh. you know, infesting. Uh, not fun stuff, but he had this one case of this dude who was, he wasn't possessed, but he was definitely infested, and he ended up doing a minor rites of exorcism. He's like, yeah, this might get crazy, and I'm like, oh, I'll film it. <clears throat> so I did film it, and it was crazy. The next day, I had the most brutal scratch on my leg that I didn't even notice. Like, I have pictures of it. It's crazy. Yeah, and isn't that video on your Instagram I have one of, I didn't post that because that's a little sensitive. Like, it's a private case. Oh, okay. He said I could post some stuff, so I blurred his face out and just posted um, one, like, probably about 10 minutes prior to the exorcism where we ask if he has any messages for the guy, and it says it shall be him. What kind of thing says it shall? Like, that's that's weird. A vampire. Yeah, you, yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, the whole paranormal ghost Lucifer. investigating thing is very interesting to me i but when you start talking about demonic possession that's i don't, I don't really that's that. when it starts getting sketchy because yeah. you know who's to say that these demons can't oh they could get on jump you. from person they to can. person i saw that scratch on my leg i just like I got angry. I took out my Bible, just like walking around my house, like f off, f off. You have like a Bible? Every corner of my house, yeah. Now, where, was this in Texas? Yeah. I didn't, I didn't yeah. know you were a Bible thumper. Yeah. Really? So, yeah. So it was pretty crazy. So what did you do? Right, with so the we Bible? bring in bi- we like bring in biblicals. Hold Wait, on. hold on, hold on. You ha- you have a scratch. You take your Bible out, and you're like freaking out. Like, what do you? I didn't read from the. I mean, I've read from it, but not. If you if you're investigating, like you should have some type of faith. If you don't, you're a sitting duck. If there's anything dark, I kind of got to agree with you on that. So you're in. Like if bu- you're just a, a like a a faithless like atheist, like you're just on that low frequency, that things could just like if you have like any faith, like it can't the like demonic things um, function on a more lower frequency with like depression and stuff like that. Mental illness, um, maybe, and mental illness, yeah. So, so but they'll you, make you mentally ill. So first you, they infest, and then they possess. Then, well, first they infest, oppress. Once you're oppressed, that's when they can possess. So, do you use the Bible as? Is this something? Are you starting to like get into that? The like the Bible religion? Or are you just kind of use it as like a tool? Um, well, I mean, faiths are kind of like a a blueprint for a good. Like heaven's more of a realm than a. Like, when you see pictures, that's just, like, that's, like, archetypes. Like, you see, you know, a picture of God, a guy in a, you know, white thing sitting in a throne, and you're like, oh, that's not real. But once you realize that there's energy, good, evil, like, God's just, like, the um, all-encompassing good, evil. That's, like, your morality. Mm. That's, like, that voice in your head that's telling you what's right and wrong. Yeah, well, I mean, I know. And then when people don't have God, it's easier to, like you know take over your mind if you don't have that higher good energy we actually so, we actually did a show and we talked about that like so, like the difference between being religious and being moral so do you yeah. like believe in god or do you believe in like a god or do you believe in just like 
a higher well, people power. People could manifest things. Like you could man, like you if you you could like put intention in things. So God is, yeah. I don't know if the Christian God, like everyone believes the same thing. So that overpowering world belief creates that energy of God. Yeah. Okay, because so it's kind of like you have enough people believing in something, it comes true. It can manifest. I mean, yeah. something I've always thought about God, and the same thing I kind of think so about. So that's just like with the, hold it, I know this is a conspiracy podcast, but they're trying to like kill God, like all these well, Satanists. Well, I've, I've always thought that like with God in religion, or specifically God, and kind of the same thing with like Bigfoot even, is like you have enough people believe in something, it's going to come true. And even if you have one person believing in something such as God, then just because that person is believing it, they're kind of putting that idea out into the exactly. world. And then just because they're putting that idea out in the world, there and for it kind of it becomes real. So in people my opinion. say like, "Oh, I don't believe in God" because they're just thinking of like a picture, which is an archetype, which is a primordial, you know, that's a manifestation of. You, know, you have to read Carl Jung and all that stuff. I'm not going to go into that. But <laughs> archetypes are just like that's something easy for you to like. You know, you can picture that. You can picture, maybe if you picture God, you picture a guy sitting in a golden chair or whatnot. But it's more like abstract than that. I picture waves. Because my belief is that I am God and you are God and he is God. Or we are all the we are all higher power. Well, the power. archetype is the cosmic man. Which every, every like, society has its own um, good. That's why there could be, like, you know, the Vikings had their gods and that did it for them because it's a blueprint for i feel like once you die you're stuck where you are that's why like suicide is not good that's why they say suicide can't get you to heaven because if you're in that state and then you kill yourself and you're just there for eternity right so and that's where you think like so uh, like religion's like a blueprint to get to heaven which is a state that once you're dead you're you are where you are so you have to be at peace with things you have to you know have that good energy within you so that you could eternally be that good energy right so it's a good thing just lost and faithless it's just like so it's a good thing to have god on your side when you're doing these paranormal investigations right so like lots of time we'll do like a you know just a prayer circle just to like get that you know good yeah no i think that's nothing attaches yeah i think that's a great idea there's nothing nothing wrong with that at all i mean i've always kind of thought of as god as being just you but your higher (laughs) level of consciousness I mean, that's the cut. And like when you have that kind of internal subconscious feeling, that's kind of like your higher consciousness coming down to you, whatever that may be. Yeah. But just like, uh, I mean, it's mostly paranormal, but just like that's why like the globalists and shit are trying to destroy faith and make all these atheists. The God gene. They're trying to get rid of the God gene. They could kill God and then, then everyone's then. They, they believe in Satan, so <laughs> right. yeah. they're trying to. You yeah, know, you know, you know, you every want... perverse thing is now a virtue. It's an inverse. Yeah, it's an. Inverse. That's what um Mr. Ike talks the about. Like that it's an in. Well, the whole the, the like awesome and woke it is, and that's what they're trying to do. Well, the whole cult globalist agenda was formed out of the an inverse culture to Ju- Judaism, so where they kind of flip everything around, you know, uh, like bad stuff is now good and you see that a lot but it's coming through like you said in the woke scene that's like that's why everyone's so depressed you can't get around it they're just killing everyone telling all this all these what are technically sins or virtue and 
whatsoever. They're just inverting everything and destroying yeah. society. Like, yeah. do you think if everyone like, like I'm, I'm just not like I don't have that like church gene in me. I guess I don't think I'll ever like go to church. Like God's like in you. Um, <clears throat> but you know, once they've killed, like, do you think there'd be like all these shootings and everything if everyone was a community going to church, believing in this higher power that, you know. I don't. I don't think so. There wasn't all these mass shootings in the fifties, and you could say, "Well, they didn't have AR-15s back then." Well, they still wouldn't have done that if they did. Yeah, like, you, all these people that I mean, do you, do you think people that go into a school and shoot have like God? No, they don't. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, and you know, it's what you say. Everything is backwards. Everything is inverse. Uh, the globalists are Satanists, as far as I'm concerned. They're trying to kill off everybody's everybody's religion. They don't want people like look at communist countries. They're not allowed to practice religion, right? right. Yeah. Well, uh, that's when you when you people have a natural inclination for religion. So when they kill religion, then they can replace it with anything. That's why people worship, you know, Fauci, Bill Gates, all these people trying to be modern saints. And they're fucking Satanists. Yeah. Yeah. No, I got you. Yeah. I mean, it's like they're taking the sins and they're, I think we actually talked about this one of our friends. They're like kind of taking the, the seven deadly sins or, or anything like that. And they're turning it into something good. And like, I think an example of this would be kind of like, uh, well, obviously gluttony. We actually talked about this with a friend, the whole, like now it's, it's, it's okay to be fat and gluttonous and unhealthy and you should be accepting and and proud of your body like well okay sure maybe but no like that's that's not a virtue. that's fundamentally unhealthy do you know no, what that I mean? is unhealthy <laughs> that's From unhealthy. somebody that's been a big guy his whole life yeah i mean i'm not knocking anyone but just like modern culture but they're pushing like that. that on magazines yeah. and like trying to like like people who are fit and in shape or that's something to look up to that's why they're on magazines yeah like, but but also like the whole just like the whole push for gender reversal too like trying to destroy masculinity trying to push people to become like homosexual gay lesbian whatever it's all part of like this kind of inverse like get masculine men to feel like they need to be uh more feminine and they need to become a woman get mask get women to feel like maybe they need to be be a lesbian and then you know it kind of plays off of the it plays off a lot of different angles like okay but check this angle out though so so you think that this is just an idea that i've had and i've and i've thought about before where where they are pushing this satanic luciferian agenda right uh there was people that were talking that the pcr test once they got the PCR test, that they lost their connection to God. Once they once they once they have gotten the vaccine, they were they were losing their connection to God, and uh, and and things like that. So so do you think like in your in your paranormal investigations, right? <laughs> When, when Way to bring it back. <laughs> when when you're di- well, well, yeah. Well, I don't like to get too far off topic. Nah, yeah, I do. But, but but no. But it's tied in though. Yeah. No, so it is. so but so so if if Satan say uh, it feels as though that he's getting he's getting a, a better better ground here. He's gaining footing. Yeah. He's got, a lot he's got all these he's, demonic activity. He, a lot of demonic are... activity now. So so you're so you're saying in some of your investigations, and I mean, and look at this. You go to Waverly Place. Look at. You know, those people were probably treated pretty poorly there, right? In any moral 
person that that's a good person is not going to treat somebody bad that's in a situation where they're in like an insane asylum or a tuberculosis asylum or whatever right so you're supposed to be supposed to be good and moral to your fellow human right but these people that are pushing the satanic luciferian agenda like they don't want that right so so do you think that if satan's getting a bigger foothold on things that he's bringing his demons with him and these demons are possessing people and, and you know people that are that are depressed and, and living on a low vibration that are susceptible to to possession or uh, or however you know i know there's different steps to it or whatever but this is like the situation of this person that that when you were doing an investigation you were filming them doing an actual exorcism on this person now the person doing the exorcism was he uh a priest or a pastor or anything like that? He, he's part of the Ed and Lorraine Warren Foundation, and he's he's really good at that stuff. He's not oh, okay. like a full... I don't know if he's ordained, but he could do a minor, right? Yeah. So, but yeah, that's like a small exorcism? Yeah. Yeah, okay. But once everyone's down to this level, yeah, it's a lot easier for stuff like that to attach to you. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. If you don't have any faith in doing that, you're... Yeah, so, so if you're place. doing, well, the thing is, I mean, it's just like everybody, you know, they said there's no atheist in foxholes, right? That was an old famous saying, right? So every, <laughs> everybody everybody wants to get I think you're the that. only one here that knows about that saying. Well, because I know all the old stuff because yeah. I'm old. I'm twice as old as you guys. But, <laughs> but, uh, but no, so tell us some more about... Uh, you know, how you decided you wanted to get into this. I mean, you know, you don't just wake up one day, oh, I want to be a paranormal <laughs> investigator. I mean, it's something I've always been interested in, so I get it. Uh, so so tell us a little bit about the evolution of that. Um, well, I think you've talked about the story at the um, Wilmot Town Hall on this podcast yes, before. Yeah. Uh, but just to refresh real quick, the abstract. Uh, my brothers and I, when we were very young, or not even that young, I was like in, I was probably in fifth grade, so he was... Tristan was probably two years younger than you. Yeah. So, so 10, 10 to 12, 10 to 12. Yeah. yeah. I was probably like what? Eight. Something like that. But yeah, I mean, at that point, I guess I was a skeptic, but still thought it was cool. So our mom was doing a theater production. We heard this back room was haunted. We went in there. I guess that was technically an investigation. Short one, but um, very short. Yeah, because you guys are like, oh, let's go check this out. Well, they told Basically, us. That. we told the spirits to let themselves be known. I think we said, come out, ghost, or something like that. The pole chain light in the middle of the room just... Wow, so the thing was, you're supposed to go in this room, close both doors, and it was an elongated room, so there was one way at the end, and then one real close to us where the, where the, the theater room was. And um, we closed the one behind us, but we were all too afraid to go to the because our other brother was there as well. But we were all too afraid to go to the other end to close the door, so we were just like, "Okay, tell it to come out." And everyone was afraid. And I think it was our oldest brother who he said it like very sarcastically, kind of like you know, mockingly, like, "Oh, go like come out, ghost!" And like second after he said it, light went out. So, so is that when you got your first inclination that That's you thought I was like a yeah. believer, and then. <clears throat> After that, I mean, I wasn't like, oh, my God, I got to go find... I was, like, terrified at that point. Like, I ran out of there. Oh, yeah. We interrupted the whole rehearsal that was going on. People, The whole thing stopped. Like, the only light in the room was this pull chain light. And one of the, the actors just, like, came in and just went, walked in the middle of the room, clicked the light back on. Yeah. But fast forward to, like, 2000... When I was in um, college, like, 2008, 2010... 
Like all the ghost shows. They'd probably already been on, but I didn't have the travel channel or anything like that. So there was like full seasons of ghost adventures, ghost hunters, and I just used to, after like because I already was a believer, like by the time I got to college and all those shows around, I just watched like every paranormal show. And then fast forward to after college, I lived in Manchester, New Hampshire, and um, was still really interested, so I always went to the graveyards and stuff like that. Went on ghost walks, went on one in New Orleans, which was really cool. It's outside, like, Madame LaLaurie's house. I don't know if you know anything about her. Yeah, I've heard of her, yeah. She's crazy. Was she, like, the voodoo lady or something? She wasn't voodoo. She was actually, like, a... Kind of like a Gentile, but she... Oh, I'm thinking of Marie Laveau. Her, her, oh, yeah. yeah. Her um, husband was a surgeon, but they were also, like, they were psychopaths. Oh. So they'd hold, like, parties, and they were, like, well-established in the community, but their slaves, they kept in the attic in a secret room, and her husband, it was literally like human centipede. Like, they'd, like, torture them. Like, cut them up, sew their legs to their arms... They put like feces in their mouth and show their sew their mouths shut. That sounds very human. And eventually, one of them escaped. She tied herself to the stove and lit the place on fire, so like the fire department would come over. So they come over. They find all this stuff. They're just horrified. Like yeah. she was. She that was when slavery was still legal. So, like, she was almost killed for how she treated her slaves. Like that's how like and you was. you went to you you went to that house. I was outside it. Yeah, I would like to investigate it. Yeah, yeah. No one's got some in. weird stuff that's gone on. There, for yeah, sure. Oh, New Orleans. Oh God, yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, I explored there a lot. Um, then, so before I moved to Texas, I was like, I was trying to buy equipment and find people to investigate with and find places, but I mean, I don't. know, It just didn't work out. And then I moved to Texas. Um, then when COVID hit, I lost my job and I was getting some government money. <laughs> I didn't really? a lot of it in, uh, paranormal equipment and I had nothing better to do. And I was like, I don't want to be the stereotype. Like, just like, what am I? Like, I'm not just sitting around waiting Sit to at home, again. collect my check, drink some beer. Yeah. So I'm like, if I could do anything I want to do for a living, what would I do? And that just, that was like immediate, like, so I just started you know, finding places to investigate. A few investigations in, um, I met my investigation partner, Justin Sutter. He was with a different team at the time doing Granbury Jail. And I just, like, my car, I didn't total my car, but my car just got totaled, like a drunk driver hit it. So I, like, I didn't know if I was going to be able to make it. The investigation filled up. I saw it was, like, all full, no more spots left. And I just hit up Justin because he was like the organizer. I'm like, yo, I know it's full, but can I like come along or whatever? I won't like be a problem. And then, so we did that. And I just, like a lot of people are super loud and just kind of like trying to be like ghost adventures. which I love ghost adventures, but they're just super, they're not really my style of investigating when I do it myself. But Justin, like he was just like, you know, sitting in the dark in a chair, not saying anything. Like, I like that guy. <laughs> and then, yeah, and that seems to me that that would be the way to do it. Like, he doesn't I mean, talk I, much. Yeah. And he's, like, super, like, he's not, like, dramatic or anything. So if he starts getting wily, you know something's up. He's, like, the canary in the coal mine. If he starts, you know, saying something's touching him or starts getting weird, you know something's going on. You know he's not just being dramatic. 
Right, and that's the whole thing that gets me with some of these ghost shows is the drama and the yelling and the this and the that. And I don't know, it just I get turned off from it. You know what I mean? On a lot of them. I mean, there's yeah. some that are kind of... I mean, everybody loved the movie The Conjuring that was uh, that was about... And you had mentioned uh, the Warrens. Yep. Uh, what was their names? Ed and Lorraine. Ed and Lorraine Warren, yeah. Uh, and I know it was a dramatization of some of the stuff, but I guess it was... It was pretty close to what was actually happening, right? I mean, it was very I mean, it's similar. Dramatized. I know yeah. people um, who I almost got to. I could have investigated there. I just couldn't afford the trip. But I know other people who have, and um, a few people from the new Ghost Adventure seasons. Um, I'm friends with a few of them, but um, Brian and Rochelle stayed at that house for a week and filmed the whole thing. Um, so there's definitely, you know, a lot of stuff, but nothing. There wasn't demons clapping out of closets. Right. Yeah, that's right. pretty dramatized yeah. and stuff. So, so other than Waverly Place, what was the most uh, interesting investigation that you have done and where was it? Um, Nazareth Hospital. That place is pretty active. Like Waverly is, it's huge and it's not really in my territory. So that one investigation was it. But Nazareth Hospital, that's a smaller hospital. Um, that's where I got the shadow person I showed you. Oh, yes, I saw that video. Man. The apparition of the hand in that same doorway. You could just hear voices there. They'll just be like, it sounds like they're yelling, but they're also whispering. It'll be like right here. It's like, <laughs> like, try, like trying to communicate <laughs> with you. Yeah, now, where, like, where was uh, Nazareth Hospital? That's in Mineral Wells. Texas. Te- okay, in Texas. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot of activity. And now, was that an asylum or was it just like a medical hospital? It was what kind of hospital? By the nuns of Nazareth, I believe. Um, some of them were nurses, some weren't. But um, it's just like it's the biggest hospital in that small area. So a lot of people went there. They had an ICU. So I'm sure a lot of stuff happened there. Um, that's where I got the shadow figure and. Now that's on your Instagram, isn't it? Yeah. That video. Yeah. Yeah, you got to go check that out. He showed me that, and I mean, uh, it's, it is weird. It's very weird. It's creepy. Yeah, it actually made me. It made me tingle a little bit when I saw it, and then when you saw the video of the hand, I'm like, dude, that's like a real hand. I mean, yeah. that had to freak you out when you were doing that investigation, right? To see well, that. Well, I saw it afterwards. Like some of that stuff, it's like almost. I mean, there's a little bit of ambient light, kind of like you know, we were out there. Your eyes kind of adjust a little bit, but. When there's something that dark, you don't see it because it's darker than the dark. Right. The only reason that's lit up at all is because of my infrared light. Right. So and okay. Like and, and that's and that's something I wanted you to talk about a little bit because, you know, it's just like when we did the investigation on the property here, uh, which we're going to get into talking uh, about here real soon. You uh, you do the videos and you do your voice recordings and you do all this other stuff, and and then it, but it, but it's back when you enter it into your editing, and, and you watch it and you can slow it down and things like that. Yeah, that's when you start seeing things, right? Sometimes, but sometimes you could hear things like that voice I showed you at the bookseller that used to be a um, the speakeasy. speakeasy. Yeah, that's in Temple, Texas. Yeah. So that voice that we heard, we all heard that. And we we're the only three there. It was just and that's like the in g- the air. And that was the guy that liked the Jack Daniels. Yes. Yeah. Who doesn't like Jack Daniels? I man? don't like Jack Daniels. I stopped drinking it. 
We'll just say that much. Did you say Jack Daniels made you a cuckoo? Uh, yeah, I'd say that's a good way to put it. Yeah, I think it or makes... another way to put good way to put it would be fucking crazy. Yeah, and I think that's what Jack Daniels does to everybody. <laughs> hey, uh, so so anyway, so let's uh, so uh, when Buckley and I uh, first got together and talking about you know uh, you know coming on and you know helping me out with the show and stuff, he goes, "Hey, you know my brother." He uh, he has his own paranormal investigation thing, so obviously right then and there, I was my interest was peaked, and I'm like, oh, dude, you got to get him on the show, right? So so six months, nine months later, what are we? Nine oh, months now? It's got to be over a year. No, no, no. I want to say we started in February. End of February, I think we started in 2021. Maybe. Yeah. So, anyways, so so Kellen uh, come up to visit Buckley. Uh, visit his family, visit his mom and whatnot. And, and of course, uh, you know, we were right on. Now uh, we're going to do an investigation while we're here, while we're here, while he's here. Uh, because you know how, you know, when we say, and Buckley does the introductions that we're coming from the haunted garage. I forgot so, it this time. Yeah, you did, but that's okay. Ah. But, but, uh, but anyways, and, and I've always told people, listen, uh, we're not joking when we call this the haunted garage. Like this whole piece of property is haunted. And we were told it was haunted when we moved here. And uh, so Kellen uh, was gracious enough to come up and give us a few hours of his time and just do some quick investigations. But but we came up with uh, with some interesting findings. Uh, so so why don't you go over like like just some of the things that uh, that you showed me? Uh, and I, and if you don't mind, I'd like to get some, maybe some copies of those videos. Oh yeah, sure. at some point uh, of what happened up in the barn. <clears throat> Yeah, so the barn was um, crazy. So whenever I do, or I try to, when there's a person that actually owns the property, I do an initial investigation to hear like what the claims are, um, because that way you could. Um, I mean, just because you can't verify them doesn't mean they're not there. But if you hear stories and then get evidence to support that, that makes the claims more solidified. Um, so. My memory might be a little rusty on some of the stories, but basically Ron's dad had seen a little boy. Uh, Ron had seen an old man. And his dad, who's apparently maybe a little bit of a skeptic, or was, um, saw like the apparition of an old dog he used to own. Um, but there's a family graveyard of um, a family who used to live here a long time ago, along with a dog graveyard on the property. So, apparitions of dogs, an old man, and a boy, basically. And I got some interesting evidence that um, at least led a lot of verification to those claims. Um, in the barn, um, on our first, we did the barn twice. We did the barn, then we went to the graveyard, then we came back to the barn. Um, I get... Then the garage. Yeah. Some... So orbs are kind of a love-hate thing for me. I think they're really interesting, but a lot of things can give you false positives. So you got to be, you can't just say everything's an orb, everything's a spirit orb. Um, but I kind of know what dust looks like on my R IR light. I don't mistake it often. Let me just give a little background in case somebody hasn't listened to the previous show that we did about what happens here, right? Uh-oh. Just real quick, Kellen. I'm sorry. I don't mean yeah, to no, interrupt you. But I, but I just want to put this out there uh, so people can uh, get a little background and then you can continue about the investigation, right? So in the barn, now this is not a rumor or a myth or anything. I know We know for a fact that this happened, that an old gentleman 
had hung himself up in that barn. Mm. And and the rope that he hung himself with, when they cut him down, that rope that was looped over that big, huge beam, that piece of the rope is still there. And when we moved here, my father said, we are not going to touch that rope. I don't want you kids going up in that third loft and messing with that rope. You can go up in the third loft. Just be careful. Is this barn is huge, right? I mean, this barn is huge. Yeah, that's yeah. a big barn. Yeah. And, you got and, a lot of stuff and, in there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And my father said, don't ever, ever even touch that rope. And that's the rope that the that the old dude. Now we now the thing is we don't know if this old man, uh, the ghost that we that we've been seeing over the years. Now we've been at this. We've been uh, we moved into this house when I was thirteen or fourteen, and I'm fifty seven, going to be fifty eight now, right? So so we've been here a long time, and uh, so so we don't know we don't know if this ghost of the old man, what was the person that hung himself in the barn or not. I'm just assuming that it is because that's a, that's a tragic way to die, right? So so I've seen the old man, I've seen the little boy, but not together. I've never seen them together. Have you seen the dog? I've never seen the dog. Okay. I've never seen the dog. Nope. But my father saw the old man, the little boy, and the dog all at the same time. My nephew saw the old man and the little boy at the same time. And it was interesting, the story that he tells, that the old man, Zachary, was walking through the house. And I want to say he, what did he say? He was like seven or eight years old at the time. He was, and it's a really, really big house. It's really stretched out. And he was walking down one of the one of the hallways to go out to, to, to see my mother, his grandmother. And this old man had stopped him. And this old man had the little boy with him. But, you know, interesting enough, Zachary never told me this before, that the old boy looked, the the little boy looked like he was scared of the old man and that the old man was kind of holding him and keeping him with him against his will, right? But the old man asked Zachary where this particular book was. The old man was looking for a book. And Zachary said that it was a little green book. And now he can't read. I mean, he's in his 20s now. He can't remember what the book was or anything. I have grilled him on this subject several times. But he said, he kept saying, you've got to find me that book. You've got to find that book. And when you find that book, I want you to leave it in the bathroom. Could have been a diary or something. I don't know. Remember, I was asking him if it was a journal. Was it a book? Was it a Bible? Was it some freaky book? What was it, right? And he just simply doesn't remember. But he remembers it was a little green book, right? And the ghost of the old man kept telling him, you need to find this find this book. And when you do, leave it in the bathroom. And, and, and he was kind of hostile. Zachary said he was a little hostile to him. you know. And I have never had any hostility off this ghost, like whatsoever. And, and so, so what happened a few days later, Zachary actually found this book and he put it in the bathroom like the ghost told him to do. And then another day later, the book was gone and nobody knows where the book is. I forget the technical term for that. There is a term for that though. I've never seen it or witnessed it, but things, um, I can't even remember where, but I've seen like, there's one house somewhere where marbles just appear and roll on the floor. Like real marbles out of somewhere. No one knows. Right. Yeah, but that's yeah I forget what the technical term is. And I've never seen it, but yeah, there is. Well, I could tell you, you know how you say uh, ghosts, ghosts get upset if like if uh, uh, there's been renovations in the house, if doorways have been closed over and stuff like that. Yeah. And that's happened in the years. I mean, that house is 1820. 
was built in 1820. I mean, it has granite blocks as a foundation. Uh, when you go down in the cellar and you look at the floor joists, they're actually halves of trees. Oh, that stuff. They're like trees coming. that were split in half. Those are the floor joists. I mean, that's how old that house is. Yeah. Some yeah. of the, um, there's a theory that's kind of scientific. It's called stone tape theory. And if the, the um, foundation is granite, that has probably a bunch of crystals in it, maybe quartz and a bunch of stuff. But some of that stuff could like hold energy and memories and stuff like that. And what is it called? It could, Crystals definitely do. Stone oh, yeah. tape theory. I'm going to look theory. into that. Limestone, granite, anything like that. Crystals are weird. Yeah. But, um, <clears throat> yeah. You said so, it's yeah, called so stone tape theory? Yep. Um, so, getting back to this investigation of the barn. Yeah. Um, that was the first time I had ever been in there. Um, as many times as I've, I've been here. That was the first time I had been in there, and I had some weird. I had, I had one weird thing happen to me that I told you about, and I had one weird thing happen to me. And I that, described it perfectly when he said, "Yeah, it. <laughs> which was weird." Um, and I had another thing that I actually didn't tell you about that happened to me. Okay, I don't know if you want me to, but yeah, yeah. no, let's hear it. So when we were when we went in there, we'd probably been in there for like a little bit. Um, <clears throat> And then we were kind of clustered together in the middle. And then remember when we spread out? You were at the far end of the the barn. Ron was in the middle. I was at the back. Um, so I kind of had my pen light on, uh, like in my hand, on and off. Was just kind of checking out different sections. And I started to feel this. It was only on my hand. Um, I started to feel like I, I couldn't describe it. It almost felt like a brushing. It almost felt like the hair on my hand was like standing up, but that didn't make sense. Um, but I kind of just felt like it was like a light glaze that kept kind of just like going from my wrist around my knuckles, tip of my fi- fingers, and then just kind of like that. Thought it was weird, and I didn't really say anything until we got to uh, further back on the property when we got to the the graveyard. I think we were walking back. Oh, sorry. We were actually coming back from the graveyard, and I was just like, yeah, I didn't say anything, but this happened to me, this weird feeling, and Kellen was like, did it kind of feel like it? you were like putting your hand through a cobweb, or like your hand was in cobwebs or something, and that was like the perfect, perfect description or way that I could have described it that I did not think about. That's exactly how it felt. And I don't know what what do you think that was? I mean, yeah, that's how it feels when when they're not when they're not like you. They can like you could just feel like a hand on your shoulder, back, a flick, something like that. But if they're not fully manifested, that's what it feels like when they're there touching you, but not fully manifested. Yeah, and that's yeah. when we were spread out, and that's you were weird. at one end of the barn, Kellen Buckley was at the other end of the barn, and I was in the middle with the REM pod trying to get the ghost to, to say something to me, trying yeah, to get yeah. him to trying to get him to uh light that REM pod off, right? Which which we weren't successful in doing. But, no, they, but, we didn't get any REM pods. Yeah, activity. we didn't get any REM pods there. So you think that was something like sort of sort of touching me? To half touching me, half manifesting around me. Yeah, I feel like it was. I don't. I don't know why. I'm not psychic or anything, but I feel like it was a little kid. Like I don't see why an old man would be. And if it's that that height, like it's it's either a hand or something that's that height. Yeah. Okay. So so what did you experience that you didn't tell us? Oh, that I didn't tell you. Um, 
Yeah, I actually I didn't say anything because I thought you would. <laughs> I just thought you would think I was being weird, which I don't know why. Honestly, I should just I should just brought it up when it happened, but I I didn't. But um, when you were like telling me to go into that back room, uh, I do yeah in the garage. So <laughs> I made him go in there, but I'm like, just go. Oh, in you there mean the side bay over the here? The side yeah. bay, which is the bay. No, that, no, no, no. no. In, in, sorry, in not the in the barn. garage, the, in barn. the barn. Oh, you mean the work shed? The work shed in, in the, the barn. barn. Yeah. So, which I hadn't gone in even when we were walking around at different sections. Um, so at this point I was outside and with you and I, I think maybe your nephew was out there. Um, he comes out and he's like, Hey, take this stuff, go out and go in, into the side. I just told him to tell me what he felt. Go into the side workshed by yourself. So I was just like, I was like, ugh, God. All right. That room has always been sketchy. I wasn't really looking forward to it, but I was like, I, I just, I'll just do it. Maybe it was, maybe I was kind of like. You know, anticipating it. So, but I don't think so because this was weird. So when I go through the barn and then I go into that room, it's like once I stepped in, in through the threshold, like door door frame into that room, I had a split second of like dizziness, which I don't know if this is heard yeah. of. So I had like a split second of dizziness, um, where I kind of was like not woozy but i was like whoa and i kind of got like lightheaded and like the room spun for like a split second and then after that i was kind of just like whoo okay that room is crazy and I, and then, so then i then i just kind of stood in there for a couple of seconds feeling really weird and that's what i and then i like i didn't stay in there very long but that's uh, that's what i came out so i don't know if that's something that people experience a lot oh yeah that's like that's the, like yeah it's like um I don't know. I forget the exact term for it. But before, I, like, I sent him in there because I was just walking around the barn. I walk into that room on the video. You could hear it. I didn't put that because it's not like necessarily evidence. I just walk in there. I'm like, oh yeah, like, <laughs> like I just felt like pins and needles from head to my feet as soon as I crossed there. It's sorry, I wasn't talking. Remember, I told you when we went in there that that room was always a little strange. You told me that, but yeah. I was just like, I like. There was no other time. Actually, when during our initial interviews, when you mentioned the old man, I got that feeling. So that's when I was kind of like, oh, there's probably something to that, just because I got like that same feeling of pins and needles from my head to my feet. And we were downstairs here in the garage talking about him. But when I walked into that room, like I, I had no like anticipation or anything. I just walked in there, and you could just feel it. It was like electricity. Well, the thing that was... The, the thing that kind of uh, separated it from like I've dealt with anxiety before um, and throughout my life whatever and still to this day but like it it wasn't like that same thing like it it was just like a, a strange moment like where I entered that room and like that dizziness just hit the room spun for like almost a split second which was Weird. And then afterwards, I was like back. I was like back. <laughs> I told him, I'm like, go in there. Tell me what you feel. I was like, I was like, just do it. <laughs> I was like back, but like still like wasn't woozy, wasn't dizzy, was nothing spinning, but was like back to regular. Just like kind of like, oh, God, I should probably just like I was like, I should probably just leave this room. But I tried to stay in there for a couple seconds. Is that something that happens like that kind of dizziness? Yeah, that could happen. That happened. Yeah. Okay. Well, 
Yeah, that's freaky. It's yeah. uh, I think it's called a it's kind of like a dimensional shift like you're stepping into, you know, something that's it's like in between dimensions like they're kind of coming through. Really? That's yeah, I mean that's they're yeah. I don't know the exact terminology. Well, wasn't it so, Kellen? Wasn't it that room where you? And that's got, interesting because I've never like told him about that feel. Like that is something that investigators feel sometimes. Isn't that the room where on the recording you heard the? <laughs> yep. Yeah. So that yeah. So just to I, like that, I I didn't tell that. This is the first time I told either Ron or my brother about this. And like he didn't tell he's that Callan's never told me anything kind of these feelings before like th- this is something I'm bringing up right now and like I don't know apparently this is something it's that happens thing, yeah it's a thing I don't know yeah that's freaky yeah that's probably a good thing you didn't tell me last night so so well, but, I was a little freaked out well, I was myself why you yeah. stay in there that long yeah <laughs> well I was <laughs> I was freaked there, like, tell me what you feel it comes out like what'd you feel it's just like I don't know. No, well, I, I was like kind of like just trying to like not. I was kind of, I was kind of just trying, trying to, keep to blow it, it off. Yeah, kind of keep it together and not really be take because I thought maybe it was just like me the anticipation. Maybe it's sort of some sort of anxiety, but like that's why I said just tell me what you feel, so you wouldn't have any anticipation on what you should feel. Right. Well. Well, I didn't tell you because I just thought you would. Like, At first, I said just go into that room. Then you said why, and I said just, I didn't want to tell you anything. Well, I but thought you, like, th- I, for so some I like, Just reason, tell me how you feel. for some reason, I, I was like, if I told them, if I tell my brother or Ron this, they're just going to think I was like super afraid or super freaked out or having anxiety or anything. No, I don't, I don't think that at all. Well, that's why I didn't yeah, tell no. you guys. But now, well, like tonight, I was just kind of like, well, I should probably just. I mean, it's relevant. It's relevant <laughs> to the investigation. Yeah, that's like you're withholding information. <laughs> yeah, anyway, so, so, so Kel- back to the beginning. Yeah, so okay, go ahead. Sorry. Um, that orb I saw, then I was ta- went off a tangent about orbs and how they could sometimes be dust, which they can. But this one was super bright. Stops, turns, does a little loop, goes towards the door at the exact same time. So we're all grown men. We don't have high pitched voices. What? What do you mean? It kind of sounded like that, but a lot quieter. And I couldn't tell at all what it says, but it's definitely a vocalization. Tristan thinks it says, hey, hey, which it could have. Because if a kid was in there, I think it was the kid. Um, It was definitely like we all have deep voices, but none of us have. There was no ladies present at all. So there was no one to make those vocalizations but something else. Yeah, because that's kind of how you legitimize evidence. Like, um, some of the earlier evidence, not to knock anyone, but there was some people just like, oh, there's a paranormal investigation going on. So they were hanging out outside. I was like, yo, can you tell them to stop? Like, there's a lot of evidence I can't even, like, use because there's people chatting outside. Yeah. So that. Bastards. (laughs) But once they stopped that, like, there weren't any kids, obviously, so that I could conclude. Well, we were doing this investigation from about 10 o'clock last night till a little after midnight. It was a crystal clear night with a full moon. So it was bright. I mean, when we walked up to the cemetery, we didn't need flashlights, right? Yeah. But but anyway, so you showed me the video of the orbs in the barn and and the orb kind of come out near where that room is. And and that's the thing that kind of freaks me out. Yeah, that was that room. Because that room is right by the basketball. Did it come out of that room? I'd have to. Well, when you look in the video, I want to say it's right. You can see the basketball hoop 
because I had a basketball hoop when I was a kid. There was nothing in that barn when I was a kid. I used to actually, yeah, when it was raining and stuff, I would play basketball in there. In there, uh, and that room is just below that. Uh, and I want to say in your video, Kellen, we can look at it again, and I'd like to post it on my Instagram at yeah. some point uh, for the show. But that orb, I mean, this orb was not dust because this yeah. orb went yeah. up it did a loop it looped around and it went back i mean that when i saw that i was like oh boy so <laughs> since my brother's been uh doing the paranormal investigations like i've gotten a little better at seeing things he was in the beginning he would send me videos and i'm just like i don't know like i don't see anything i don't see but then like he, he'll keep sending them to me and then eventually i've like gone and looked up other people's posts on youtube and different things and so i kind of got a better feel for what to look for or what might be this or what might be that um and i will say from just me alone the the orb that was caught in the barn like that is that that just does not move like any sort of piece of dust that would be just floating it's not anything natural even if there was a gust of wind um it's not gonna it's not gonna move the way it does like this thing was moving fairly quickly, kind of does like a loop back and then continues and then dis and then does like a hook out of sight. Like it's not a piece of dust just floating. It's not a piece of dust being maybe gusted or it's redirected. It's nothing on the camera lens, anything like that. I'm no. pretty familiar with how dust looks on my IR light too because I use that camera all the time. So dust, like it, it doesn't even appear till it's a certain distance from the lens and it's just like it looks kind of like little you can just tell it's nothing kind of drifts by yeah yeah drifts by or falls straight down or whatever so yeah. that was yeah. the first um, piece of evidence then Ron was telling me about the dog apparitions um, I hold a tiny bit of skepticism just because I've never encountered dog spirits before but if the dogs lived here their entire lives they're buried on the property they probably died here like, if they didn't know they died, like, a dog is, you know... That's probably the easiest spirit to communicate with, I would say, because, you know, they just... They'll come if you call them or whatnot. But I got some barking and a howl in the barn. Um, and Ron didn't tell me that one of the dogs doesn't didn't that he owned didn't bark. It, like, howled. So when he said that, I'm like, oh... That's yeah, crazy. and I yeah. showed Ron those. Just- yeah, so so at that time, so my father uh, had his dog and his, and we have an auto body shop. Everybody knows that now. Uh, so my father had named his dog Bondo, and that was my dad's dog. I mean, he was so freaking devastated when Bondo died, right? So, and Bondo is actually buried up in the cemetery. So, we have the cemetery, uh, and on the very end of it, there's no gravestones in, in the far end of it. So, I'm like, well, let's let's uh, let's bury let's bury our uh, bury our pets in there, you know. And, and and three of my dogs are actually in that cemetery, Bondo being one, and Pogo being the other one now pogo came along when bondo was probably eight or nine years old my girlfriend at the time picked him up as a stray uh and he looked like a husky well i showed you a picture of him he kind of looks like a husky uh german shepherd kind of thing right but when she brought him home he was very scrawny very uh it definitely was a feral dog 
And so, so anyway, she brings him home and I said, you know what? We'll put some ads in the paper. This was before the internet. We'll put some ads in the paper and see if anybody's missing a dog or whatever. And we'll try to actively find who this dog belongs to. And believe it or not, I still do this even to this day on, on Facebook. But, uh, but anyway, so, so after like a month, nobody claimed this dog. And I'm like, you know, so we brought him into our, into my house and this dog was like totally cool. You know, we like to chew on stuff and stuff like that, but he loved to eat. Yeah, it was like when he was eating, it was like he hadn't eaten in months, right? And I said, okay, well, let's do this. You know, because I'm getting attached to him at this point. So I said, let's take him to the vet. If he doesn't have hot worm or anything funky going on, well, we'll get him all his shots. We'll get him neutered and I'll keep him. And that's what I ended up doing. And his dad, and that was Pogo. But when we took him to the vets, the vet told me when we pick him up, he goes, you know, this dog's a wild dog. I go, well, what do you mean wild? I know maybe he was a stray. He goes, no, this dog is a wild dog. Like this dog is not all dog. <laughs> he says, he's either, well, because we have what we call koi dogs here yeah. or koi wolves here. You know what well, I mean? Like the hybrid, the hybrid coyotes that we, the really big coyotes we have here. Well, I, so coyotes around here have always been substantially bigger than coyotes like out west or right. other places. Because but they even, are they are hybrids. They they have wolf DNA well, in them. Well, now more more than ever, now wolves are coming down from Canada. Oh yeah, into the New England area. Okay, and mating with the koi dogs that are already here. Okay, so, so you're starting to see bigger and bigger and bigger koi dogs and possibly wolves. Well, so we, I've talked to some people, actually a good amount of people, who claim they've seen wolves in New England like recently. Oh, and I and I would Side not, note. I would not yeah. doubt that whatsoever. But I want to say I got Pogo a good 25 plus years ago. And, uh, and he lived to 15. I mean, he lived a long time. But the funny thing about Pogo was... He never, ever barked. He howled. And that's what... He, yeah, that's he what howled. I got exactly in the barn. And that is really? one of the yeah. sounds... I don't think I showed you, but I showed Ron. That is one of the sounds that Kellen showed me was a howl. Let me tell you what this dog used to do. This dog would kill woodchucks. <laughs> I watched him chase down a fox one day and snapped, caught him and snapped his neck and killed him in like two seconds flat. I mean, so he was in no doubt in my mind, a wild dog, koi <laughs> dog, part coyote, uh, part wolf. I don't know what he was, but the vet said, you just want to be careful with him around other animals. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. But he, but he sure. always held up. <laughs> well, well, let me, let me tell you a quick story. Leave me alone. Let me tell you a quick story. We have a lot of coyotes here, and there's a big patch of woods across the street here, right? And in the wintertime or whatever, you can always hear, like, if the coyotes get on a deer or they get on something and they're running in a pack, they make a lot of noise. And, I mean, it is super loud. And we didn't hear any of that. No, we didn't hear any there. of that. No, we didn't hear no, any of that. Coyotes but, are pretty distinct. But, but I'm going to tell you, this is what Pogo did because Pogo didn't bark. He, he went down. We had let him out. He walked halfway down the lawn. This lawn is huge. He walked halfway down the lawn. He sits there, and all of a sudden, he starts howling and howling and howling. Now, all of a sudden, the, the coyote pack that's across the street, they shut up because they were flipped. They must have got on a deer or they must have had something going on over there. Pogo comes down. He starts howling. They stop, like immediately stop. So to me, Pogo's going down there, and he's like, listen, this is my neighborhood. Don't come into it. 
Hmm. As a matter of fact, why don't you leave where you're at while you're at it? Because we could hear about 10 minutes later that coyote pack further up on that hill. Like if you ever come here in the daytime, you look, there's a hill that goes up. There's a river there that a hill goes straight up. And them coyotes were further out that way. So he talked to them coyotes howling to let them know this wasn't a cool place for you to think about coming to visit. How many are uh, how many are generally in a coyote pack? Ooh, we've got packs here, 15, 20. 20? Yeah, a lot. Ew. Yeah, a lot. Big packs. My big gun packs. only holds 17. Yeah, big packs. Yeah. You don't want to mess with the coyotes here. <laughs> but but anyways, but 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 the fact that 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 uh he never barked and that he howled is interesting because you picked up a howl. And you didn't tell me that. I, I, I told you that I after. I came over today, I told you that. I told you that after. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, whoa, that's crazy, because I got like a dog howl in the barn. Yeah. But just like super, it's like anything. It's like under the, you have to listen hard. Yeah. Um, oh, I heard it. But the can you, enha- can you enhance that? A little bit, but the white noise enhances with it, so it's like the same ratio, but it makes it a little more distinct. Mm, I'm just thinking for like if you post it or whatever, oh, yeah. or if we post it. Yeah, it might be kind of hard. You could hear it with the headphones. Like when I had the headphones and I cupped them in really tight, yeah. I could hear it, yeah. Mm. And that's yeah. how you know, like you guys were like, we would have known if coyotes are loud, you could hear those things for miles. Um, and it didn't. I mean, it was a howl, but it, there was no coyotes. No, listen. There. If there was, was no, 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 if there was crickets. a coyote, if I there was the crickets, if there was a pack of coyotes across the street, there'd be more. You, than yeah, one. On a know. night, on a night like last night, they would sound like they were on the front lawn. Yeah, that's how loud well, they, they are. They yip, yeah. they yip to each other. They, they call to each other. Yeah. You'll hear one over here, but and then, then the other one over there. And if they have a kill. They'll group up and yeah. go crazy. But besides the barn, I also did an isolation session in the dog graveyard while you guys were sitting on those benches way far out. Um, and I got that. I had my voice recorder on, which amplifies sound, so I had one earphone in. So I heard it in real time. Just like a single, like, whoo. After I called out Bondo, it could have been another one, though, because it sounded like a big dog. But if you know anything about dogs, when you call one, they're competing for attention. Bondo had a pretty, pretty. he was he was a mean little prick. And, uh, and he wasn't it like a big dog to me. Well, he was he wasn't a huge Maybe, dog. What was the other one? Uh, Pogo. It could have been Pogo. It, it sounded big. It okay, so sound. so I have three dogs there. One is Pogo, my dog we just talked about. The other one was Bondo, who was a German Shepherd's uh, Samoyed cross. He was about a little bit bigger than what a natural Samoyed would be, but he was colored black and tan, and he had kind of uh, medium length hair. Uh, but he, he could be mean. He could be, I mean, not to me, he loved me, but like there were certain people he just didn't like. Right. But he had a pretty vicious bark on him. Uh, but yeah, so, so just to clarify, like what Kellen is calling the dog cemetery is actual, the actual cemetery that is on this property that, that I, I kind of stay on top of. I have my guys maintain it. And it's not just dogs. No. Well, well, here's what I was going to say. Uh, when you first walk into the cemetery, uh, uh, actually, Kellen, uh, didn't your REM pod mm-hmm. go off when you first start? When you first walked into the cemetery? Yeah, I got an EMF hit on the melmeter that was like 0.2 milligals, which is interesting out there. Like if it was in the garage, it wouldn't be interesting. Nerd talk. Well, because there's not there's no power up there. There's, there's no, no lighting. Power, there's, so there's nothing. nothing. Yeah, no, there's that's nothing pretty. That's far up there. Yeah. We're not by any, we're not close to buildings, really. No, no, it's actually in the furthest corner of the property. Right, yeah. it's, it's so up just, there. Yeah. As soon as I walk in this, the cemetery, I get 
uh, two milligal hit for like probably about five seconds, and it's back at zero for the rest of the time. You know, what is interesting about that cemetery is that there are people buried in that cemetery. Now, you know, what I thought was always odd, and I've always thought this, there's only one formal gravestone in that cemetery, right? And then the other gravestones are actual pieces of granite that are etched, but it's so old that you you can't make out what they are. And I want to say of those types of graves that I know of, I want to say there's four or maybe five. And then you have the grave of Ruth Chase that died September 11th, 1861. And her gravestone is the one that's broken. It's laying down. Uh, oh, and yeah, actually, yeah. actually, I'd like to talk to somebody about fixing that and resetting that. I think that would be respectful. Mm. Yeah, it'd be nice. No, I no, I think that's cool. What do you make fixing her more angry? Yeah, fixing it, fixing it, and re-erecting it. Yeah, because it is it, it has been broken. <laughs> it has been broken and laying down like that as long as we've been here, yeah. uh, and probably past that. As a matter of fact, I found that graveyard by accident when we moved here. I did not know there was a graveyard here, and I found that graveyard. So what I would do over the years, I'd go in here and I'd take the brush out of it, you know, because it would grow up with saplings. Ron, and and if you, and as you can see, I keep it pretty decent, right? Yeah, Ron. Yeah. But what if the only way she can leave this realm? Is once her gravestone disintegrates entirely. Okay. Actually, I, I reached out to her, so I didn't get any female voices that I know of. Just going to pass got... over that? You know, you Just know. not even going to. You know how many thousands of years it would take for a marble slab to disintegrate? Yeah, but that's like the perfect haunting situation. Yeah, but that, that, even her gravestone's in actually pretty good shape right now for 1861. <laughs> Maybe but, you should demo I mean, it. You know, you nah. know what I thought. <laughs> you know what I thought was then she'll odd. Probably show up. You know what I really thought was odd about her gravestone, and we talked about this. In a state where every gravestone basically is granite, or if it's super super old, it's actually slate. What's the what's what's slate? Slate. Slate, black slate, like what they made slate roofs out of, what they used to make chalkboards out of. And they, and they used and they used to make gravestones out of slate, and then they would they would engrave them with the skull. Sometimes you'd have the skull with the wings. Have you ever been to a super super old cemetery and seen them gravestones? Yes, they're almost like um, you're talking about like the monuments or the ones that are laying flat. No, stand up gravestones. Yeah, like, they're almost like a monument. No, they're just gravestones. They're real thin and they're tall. They're usually like three feet tall. Oh, and are they kind of just like... Uh... They're rounded on the top. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're yeah. Yeah, they're those. rounded on the top. So, hey, so I've seen some pretty old graveyards. So, I, um, I grew up in Warner in the area of the Mink Hills, which I've talked about before. And there's um, a lot of graveyards in Warner. So, well, not just in Warner, but um, I used to be a big, big trail runner. So I, in the Mink Hills around the Kearsarge Mountain area, I would run up the trails all day long. My, I'm talking about miles and miles long runs. I don't know what I was thinking. But I would find these super old graveyards that were f- way far out in the middle of the woods and like in the no, like in the middle of nowhere, like right. super old, like have like gravestones from like eighteen hundreds, whatever, seventeen eighties, whatever, super rounded off tops, like small thin, 
uh, gravestones. Yeah. So I, and, I, I think I know what you're talking and about. And that sounds like the slate ones. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And a lot of them old ones, they had the skull engraved in them and the skull would have wings on it. They're very ornate. Okay. I haven't seen that engraving. I don't think. Yeah. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go to the Proctor Cemetery, uh, uh, where up in Lineboro, where my mom grew up on the Proctor farm, uh, where my grandmother's actually buried and a bunch of, uh, my grandmother, a bunch of my other relatives, Proctor relatives are buried in that graveyard. Yeah. They have a lot of them slate stones there. Yeah. I want to go and just take some pictures of them. But what I find odd about Ruth Chase's gravestone up here is the only one that's marble. Hmm. Do you think maybe she was some, she was rich? I don't know. She maybe she money. was a special person. Maybe she was a mistress. Maybe. Well, I mean, maybe she was a governess. I mean, we don't know. Marble's kind of expensive. Yeah. Even nowadays, it's not like. I mean, marble's not something you come across a lot in New Hampshire. You come across granite. You come across slate. Yeah, but that too. But also, like, if you're if you're like if you're getting like a marble uh, island in your kitchen, do you know what I mean? Or marble tile or whatever marble finishing in your in your kitchen. Yeah, it's expensive. It's ex- it's not like it's not like the cheapest thing. It you, you know. Hey, you know what? I ran a historical society in this town for over ten years, and I would do research. I never ever could find anything on Ruth Chase. I did find a bunch of old pictures of this property, though. Mm. Yeah. I mean, well, not Any a bunch. Pentagrams? Maybe, maybe a handful. Any satanic rituals? No, no, no. It was just pictures of the old dirt driveway, and it still had the same farmer's porch as it does now. Yeah. Uh, obviously, it was before we added the sun porch on, but I found some really cool pictures of the place there. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, I really would like to find out who this Ruth Chase was. Uh, funny story. Let me deep dive. Well, well, hold on one second. On the interweb. When, when Pogo died... And I buried him up in that cemetery. Like, like in this cemetery is wide. It's pretty wide, but it's long, right? Yeah. And down the yeah. other end, like I had gone down in there and I walked it and walked it. There was no gravestones down there. So I'm thinking to myself, there's nobody here. There's no other graves here. Like the graves are always they're more up on the high side, right? Where you first come in the gate, right? Because there's only one gate. There's only one in and one out to this graveyard. So that's when I decided that I was going to bury my pets up there, right? The day why not the day that I buried buried Pogo, right? I was walking out of the cemetery, and that was the first time I had discovered that Ruth Chase died on September eleventh. <laughs> and you know what day it was? Should we go there? What day it was when I buried Pogo? September tenth. September eleventh. Just a weird, just a weird synchronicity or yeah, whatever. Yeah. But it, but it just kind of freaked What's me out at the time. What's that telling you? That means we need to deep dive know, it just, on 9 right now. <laughs> but but anyway, so it was so, an inside job. So so up 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 in that cemetery. So so Kellen was able to get some dog barks. I got uh, one lone dog bark that I heard in real time through my um, <clears throat> amplified hearing device. Now keep in mind, there's, there's no houses camera. around here. Yeah, no, it's yeah. way out in the woods. Yeah, yeah, there's no houses here. I mean, there is, a, like, out behind us is the is the country club, like, way out behind us. And then way, like, like you'd have to drive there because it would be quite a walk. That's where the houses are up on Greenview, are up there. They're not anywhere near where the cemetery is. And for you to and for you to pick up a dog bark, yeah, that that's just kind of freaky. I got to say something. So I've been, throughout my life, I've been pretty receptive to paranormal shit. Or encounters, whatever. You you guys both know about it. Um, I obviously, I don't really. I'm never really seeking it out. 
and I'm never really looking for it and I'm never really like thrilled when it happens. So when we did this thing, paranormal investigation, uh, a couple nights ago, I guess they did like sort of, sort of too isolated or maybe distanced. Yeah. You did one in sessions the where I went off one in the barn. Um, but I feel like, I don't know. For some reason, I feel like when I when when I was doing this, I was re- less receptive to anything because, like, I I was like, oh, I really don't want to encounter anything. I felt like you felt that way. No, because like I because I, I I know, and it's weird. So it's like when when we were in the graveyard, and I was like kind of off by myself, like at the far end. Yeah. Like I was like, I really don't want. I'm not, I'm really not trying to get anything <laughs> like I'll, I'll kind of like, you were so, awful quiet last night, uh, the other night. I got to tell you, that's just cause I've, yeah. ha- I've had stuff happen to me and when it happens to me, I don't like it really. I'm well, not, I don't think anybody likes it. And I'm it. never, well, the thing is like when these guys go out, when my brother and his team go out to seek paranormal shit, they're, that's what they're doing. Me, it's like when paranormal stuff happens to me, it always happens to me when I, I'm never wanting it to. I'm never seeking it out. It just happens to me. So, like, excuse me. <laughs> when I was in the back of the graveyard, I was kind of like, ugh, no, I don't, not really looking for this. When I was in the garage, I had weird stuff that I previously talked about kind of happen. But still, I was like, not wanting to be receptive to it. So I think that might be, you know, something that I guess, I don't know. It's like, yeah, no, somewhat. Do you know, do you get, get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's cause it's almost like, because I like didn't want anything to happen that that's probably a better indication for stuff not to happen because I was like, Ugh. yeah, no, I, I know what you're saying. Cause when you, you got to open yourself up, like even sometimes when you're in like when you're doing an isolation, like when I was in that morgue by myself, I was like, I want stuff to happen, but I don't because this is scary as it is. Right, stuff did happen, and you just gotta like that's kind of the thing. You just kind of gotta overcome the fear. And well, I well, I think things definitely were ha- were happening here, and, and 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 I and there's no doubt in my mind that things happen here anyway. I mean, I've been here since I was 13 years old. Okay, I know stuff's going on here. It was disclosed to us when my parents bought it that things go on here. Yeah, you know, my father's like, yeah, whatever. You know what I mean? But well, I, I but, basically verified everything you said. Pretty much, at least I got some evidence that supports it. I got the dogs. I got the thing that sounds like a kid in the room that everyone felt weird in in the barn where Tristan felt dizzy. I got like a grunt, <clears throat> and then in the doorway leading out of the barn where everyone else. Where everyone also feels weird, I got like a male voice. That's also where the I I was standing when I felt the cobweb on my hand. Yeah, so it could have been it could have not been the kid there. It could have been the guy. I don't know. Yeah, but uh, but anyways, yeah, and I had taken some pictures of the end of the barn, which I'm gonna post. And there was one picture where that has this big white swoosh that goes across it. Remember I showed you? Yeah. Like I had took like ten consecutive pictures. And then one of them, we thought we saw an orb, but we figured out that it was a lens anomaly with my phone. Yeah. Uh, but then I took this other picture, and I mean, it's clearly this big white streak. 
Yeah. And that didn't come from, I don't know where that came from. I don't know how to explain it. I don't know what it is, but it's definitely interesting, right? It, it is interesting. Yeah, yeah. And that, and that is the barn. There was always things that I was freaked out about the barn. Now, when I was a kid, I used to play in that barn all the time. Me and my friends, we'd climb up in the lofts. We'd run around. We'd, we'd play, bat, like I said before, we'd play basketball in there. Uh, we would set up targets in one end and we would shoot our BB guns in there. Like our dad said, oh, you guys can target shoot in there. You know, just don't, just don't shoot, you know, into to make sure you hit your targets don't hit the you know don't shoot into the wood or anything like that so so i mean we spent a lot of time in that barn growing up uh and it was in in even back then i would find myself having weird dreams about the barn yeah like 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 i had a dream i i was walking in the barn i was pretty young when i had this dream probably 16 17 and and i had this dream that i walked in the end of the barn and there was a guy hanging in the barn, like not where the guy hung himself, but further down the end where Buckley felt the cobwebs. Yeah. Well, and, and the, well, the person that was hanging was a person that was living in one of the apartments. I mean, he wasn't dead. Oh, yeah. You told me that. Yeah. He wasn't dead, but there he was in my dream hanging. But, you know what I mean? Yeah. So when I first went into the barn before any of you guys went in, just because I was doing my cold sweep or whatever, I walked to the end. I stopped. Then eventually you guys come back and you say, look up. I stopped right under the rope, the rope oh, yeah. spot. You just said, look up. Like, I, I didn't know anything about that. Yeah. Like, yeah, I know. Just, I just stopped directly under it. Yeah, okay. So the rope was right above So for me. the listeners, yeah, when we first walked into barn, of course, we didn't turn any lights on or anything like that. Uh, the barn's got all the electricity, and I'm a little I'm a little scared with it because if that barn was to have a light up, it would burn the whole complex down. Uh, because because the way that these barns are set up, they were always attached to the house, like always attached to the house, right? So so uh, so we're walking, and we just happened to stop in this one section, and we're looking around, uh, setting up one of the REM pods. And I said, "Oh, while you're here, I turned my flashlight on my phone. I said, look directly up.'" We were sit, standing right below where the guy yeah. where the guy hung himself. That was weird. Yeah, yeah, that was kind of strange. That was just like my inclination of where to stop, and I was like looking up in that hayloft where he probably jumped off of. So that's like. Well, he climbed up. There was a so there was always a straight ladder in all barns. There was a straight ladder that would go up the main beam, and you would could get off and uh, into one one loft, like the second loft, and then the ladder went all the way to the third loft. And when we were kids, that's how we got up into the third loft. Well, when they when they when they closed that all in and built my mom her little antique shop in there, well, they took that ladder down. But yeah. what he did, and, and the ladder is directly across from where he hung himself. So clearly, he went up that ladder that had the rope, went up that ladder, and uh, and tied the rope around his neck and jumped off. I well, mean, so when we walked in there, it was Kellen, me, and then you were following, and then Kellen had stopped at a certain section. And I had stopped right behind him, and then you came shortly after, and you were like, oh, yeah, he, the rope where he hung himself was right there. Right above you. And, like, we literally, it was directly above us. We, like, looked up, which yeah. is strange in itself. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, uh, when I was living at home back when I was uh, uh, riding my motorcycle, like, a lot. Badass. Uh, I would always, I would always pull in, and that's where I parked my bike. Was at the end of the barn, and some nights, uh, some nights I'd pull in, no big deal. I'd just get off my bike, walk in the house, right? Other nights I would pull in there, and I would be so freaked out, just out of the blue. Like I, I don't scare very easily. Yeah. But but there were there was a few nights where I pulled into that barn, and I was like, I need to get out of here like right now. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so anyway, some some weird uh, other anomalies that I don't know if we talked about uh, that happened in the house too. So when my uh, when my niece, my oldest niece Sam, was a little girl, uh, she was sitting there, and I want to say little, like maybe f- four years old, five years old. I mean, she could you know walk and talk and obviously and all that coherent. I walked in there one day and I'm walking through and she's sitting there and she's just mesmerized by the TV. I might have told this story already, but I'll tell it again. Uh, she <laughs> Why was, not? She was mesmerized by the TV and she's just looking at the TV. And, and her nickname was, when she was little, was Poop. So, so I know, yeah, whatever. That's such a good she, nickname. She hates it. I no, still, that's I, a that's the one of the best nicknames. I ever. still call her that You're today, and it's just going to be called. Poop. And she's almost thirty, and it really pisses her off. But anyways, I, I so I walked Even in. Even better. I walked in, and she's sitting down. I said, "Hey, poop, what you doing?" And she didn't say a word to me. She just kept looking forward. So I said, okay. So I walked past her and I had to go out into the other kitchen. When I come back through, she was still sitting there. And I said, hey, Poop, what you watching? Or, you know, hey, Poop, what you doing? And she just looked at me with this blank stare and she goes, I'm watching TV with the monster. I mean, like like it wasn't her. It was bizarre. And, and, and I'm like, what do you mean you're watching TV with the monster? Where's the monster? He's sitting right there on the couch. You can't see him. And I'm like, uh, no. I said, I said, okay, well, you guys enjoy your show. And I just walked away and I left it alone. <laughs> but but what was weird about it was in that back living room, it was back-to-back living rooms. Uh, in the back living room, uh, there was a time when I used to, you know, kind of sneak girls home in my younger years. Wow. Uh, and I had this one girl that I used to sneak home, you know, more than once. And... Uh, <clears throat> She and she would actually hang out and come and hang out with you know my parents. My mom loved her and all this other stuff. She was a really cool chick. But anyways, that back living room, I'd say, well, let's go back and sit on that couch and we can watch the TV from there, you know, and you know do whatever. Yeah, and, uh, and, and, and she uh-huh. she would not sure do it. Did. She wouldn't do it. She goes, no, I don't like that room. There's something she bad. She want to put out, huh? She want to put out. She wouldn't go sit in that room. Oh. She would not go sit in that room. She says, "No, there's something that room freaks me out. I, I don't, I don't like that room. I don't want to sit in that room." No, no previous knowledge of anything in there. Oh no, 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 nothing was ever discussed with her about anything. Yeah, yeah. that's kind of I don't know. For me, that's uh, solidifies a lot of things when you. Yeah, no. So this shit that goes on in that house up there, because that's where I had my ghost encounter, and that's where my father had his ghost I encounter. Investigate the house. Well, well, I'm just <laughs> saying, like the thing. One of the things that solidifies a lot of any experience I've had. Or if you pick on, uh, if you can pick up on people's uh, inclinations of when they're talking about something that happened to them, um, is kind of that utter surprise in which they were not trying to or had any previous knowledge of or were not seeking out any sort of parent knew nothing about it knowledge yeah. or experience yes that's like one of the biggest factors right there's like for me house. the thing that verifies oh, every encounter that i've ever had is that like have never besides when we did the investigation with my brother have never sought it out there was one house i investigated when i first got there i went into the bathroom I felt like something just like pulled up on one of my hairs in my head. And I was kind of like, did I just feel that? I don't know. So I like didn't say anything or anything. Next guy I went in there. It's like, dude, something just pulled my hair when I was using the bathroom. I'm like, dude, like. 
And oh, I so it happened it. to him too? Yeah, but I didn't say anything about it. Because I yeah, was like, it could have been my, like, who knows. But it just felt like something grabbed, like, one or two hairs and, like, gave him a little yank. Yeah, that's freaky. Hey, so so anyway, so we did the barn. We did the graveyard. Uh, I really wanted to do the house, but... I'd love uh, to do that. Huh? Well, it was late at night. All the kids were asleep. My nephew, you know, his family, they're like, hey, yeah, all yeah. the kids are asleep. You know, my mom was asleep. And I'm like, but you know what? I, I think I'm going to work with you. I'm going to, you know, be in contact with you. And I'm going to get some of this equipment that you have. Yeah. Uh, and, and I'm going to work on that. You know, uh, let me well, tell you. I'll help you out for sure. Okay. Yeah. We could do that together. But well, let me, like doing the investigation. Yeah. Let me tell you something. When I told my mother. We were going to do a ghost investigation here. She did not like that idea at all. <laughs> nice. Oh, no. oh, yeah. You told me about it. Oh, no. This. She did not want that idea. She said, don't you do anything. Don't you don't you do anything to upset any of the ghosts. Or... I was respectful. I yeah. No. My it. mother's very intuitive. My mother had a uh, encounter with a very dark entity in that house once before. And come to find out, my youngest brother was down the road partying with his friends playing with a Ouija board that night. That's where people really get people don't the people they sell those things at like Targets over and things it's like a toy. That's how a lot of people get into trouble. You open up a it's the portal, cult, you don't know how to close it. Well, he the was cult trying to get through. The cult puts out Ouija boards for mass distribute distribution, and then you know they you get know, everyone to fuck around with spirits and portals and dark like energy. I don't, I don't have a Ouija board. I don't use that. Well, the let Illuminati. me tell you something. I never ever would encourage anybody to play with a Ouija board, and I know it's a game. If people make it's it a game, a game, they say it's a game. But they say I, it's I a know. game, but it's not a game. And I think Buckley's on the right path. Doesn't that sound nefarious? Yes, to you? like yes. it's like hey. Let's market all these Ouija boards and mass produce them to people so they'll buy them and they'll fuck around with yeah, spirits and dark energy believe. and they'll do whatever. It's like, <laughs> well, that for perfectly fits into well, let that me whole tell you, anti-human agenda, Luciferian agenda, nefarious agenda, in my opinion. Yeah, and I think you're on to something. And I just there. thought about that right now. Like let a lot of the places I investigate that are like more public where they, they like rent it out. Like there's this one town they like, we like, you're like, yeah, there's no Ouija boards here because, like, the town will get mad if you they hear there's like. Well, Ouija let me, boards well, there. let me tell you. So, let me Which tell town you. Is that uh, Mineral Wells, Texas? Yeah. Jeez, I gotta go to Texas. Let me let me tell you what the next morning was like after my mother encountered this dark spirit. What well, she chased off. She chased the, she chased the spirit off. She told the spirit, "You have no power here. Go away." The next morning, my mother asked me, what were you doing last night? And I told her. She goes, okay. She asked my other brother, what was you doing last night? Well, nothing. Okay. Asked my brother, John, what was you doing last night? Oh, I was down to Jake's and we were playing with the Ouija board. <laughs> yeah. My mother was that, looked, was that before or after the thing was sitting on the couch? Uh, this was all, these are all within uh, kind of the same time, time area. Like like within a five or eight year time period that that that, that the activity was pretty. I mean, we haven't had we haven't had any activity in a long time here, uh, except for last night. Uh, but but anyways, uh, my mother told my brother, "Don't you ever fuck with a Ouija board again, ever. Promise me you're never gonna she mess with a Ouija up. board again." <laughs> right? I fucked with one when I was younger, and I swear to God, I was the one that was just making it move. I mean, yeah, that that can happen, but also like if like some messed up things have happened, people. I'm not, open- I'm not saying that that like I'm I'm just saying when the 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 time 
that I used one. I'm pretty. I was just kind of like yeah, a young kid, teenager yeah, I mean, that was moving shit around. Lucky, but like, if you if you you could open up a portal, then you have to have like a PhD in paranormal whatever to know how to close it back up. If you just leave it open, anything non-human, like that's what demonic things are more. They're non-human intelligent entities that prey on people. They're like a archons. Well, don't they suck off your energy? They're kind of like a parasite spirit. They're archons. Well, there you go. They suck off your energy. Do you think they're reptilians? Probably not. No? What about Anunnaki? Are they too high level? They're not anything of this world. It's an energy. Are any of those things I just mentioned of this world? uh, That's why, like, demons and a lot of religions are um, portrayed as, like, goats because they're kind of like when they do manifest they're tall like horned beings well i mean a lot of people think that the anunnaki the archons the reptilians are these low frequency demons they're feeding off of our that are 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 creating situations in which we're fearful and feeding off that low frequency energy that's being put out actually i don't think you mean the anunnaki because the anunnaki is supposed to be benevolent Benevolent. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The Anunnaki the Anun- are the like Anunnaki. a physical being. They're not a spiritual being. Yeah, right? the Anunnaki's are physical beings. That's where allegedly we came from. Yeah. Hey, did you see the report recently where there was a whistleblower in the Pentagon saying, oh yeah, we know the Anunnaki are on their way back. They're coming back. We have to no the idea. Middle East. We have no idea what we're going to do when they get here. They, no, they, yeah. that's what a lot of people are saying. They're going back to the Middle East. Right. To and Mesop- that's why we pulled out of the Middle East. Mesopotamia. Because yeah. the Anunnaki are returning to the, back to Afghanistan. I don't know if that's true, obviously. Well, it's just another C-O-N-spiracy. All right, so <laughs> Kellen, so we so we finished up those investigations, and then we came down to the haunted garage. Yeah, we didn't... Tell uh, us a little bit about what you found there. Um, we only investigated for like probably 30 minutes. Usually when I do an investigation, I'm there for five to six to seven hours like we really stake it out let this was a monday okay <laughs> and it was i late. just but worked in, that, in the, the short time i was in here i did get one orb that wasn't dust coming out of your tool box thing over there by that um door you say is has, sometimes has noise coming out of it that's the that's the door that you could hear opening and closing when i'm up here late in in the studio putting a, putting a show together or whatever I swear to God, that door, that's right there. You see it? It's open now. That door, it's usually closed. Like like in the wintertime, it's always closed so the heat doesn't go out there because yeah. it's not heated. You'll hear that door open and close, and it just freaks me out. I hear all kinds of weird shit here at night. But when you showed me that video of that orb, again, this is not natural dust. This is nothing because this orb, and we'll, and we'll post that video. That orb goes up, it does It does like a hoop, and then it goes, and then it fades away up into the corner, like yeah. right above that door. But it comes out of like the tools. It comes out it of the... it goes up, it kind of goes like, I obviously... Well, one of the things that... It, or see what my hand's doing, but one, it, one it's got the, some intelligent movement to yeah. it. One of the things that Ron has said to me... And, and I think it's he, bright. I, one of the things Ron said to me, and I think he actually said last night, is that he also hears like um, tinkering with tools and... And things um, like tools kind of get misplaced or moved oh around God. or whatever. That's interesting came out of the toolbox or the tool shelf. Well, that's what, yeah. that's what I'm saying. And he said something about like how um, maybe he might, maybe it's like kind of like his father, like who worked here as a mechanic, tinkering around with tools. I don't know. 
came off the tool shelf. That's all I could say. Yeah, the orm came right out of that shelf, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it was bizarre. And that's true because, uh, and, I, and this is not the, uh, every mechanic is familiar with the 10 millimeter, the 10 millimeter phenomenon where a 10 millimeter, you know, if you buy a set of sockets or a wrench, uh, the 10 millimeter is going to disappear like the first day. Right, so 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 every mechanic has at least 10, 10 millimeters of everything, uh, because that's the first thing that disappears, uh, which is a just a just it is what it is. It's actually there's tons of memes out there about it, right? But I've I've put tools down. I've I've walked out, take a run to the store, come back. I'm working on something. Where's my tool? Did you put my tools away? Hey, did you borrow this wrench? Did you do this? No, I ain't touched nothing. I'm telling you, this shit happens here. But like Buckley was saying, I would be up here and I could hear papers ruffling, like like somebody going through my paperwork or somebody in my downstairs. Yeah, yeah, weird, like paper shuffling and things like that. I hear, as a matter of fact, one night a few months ago after we had finished up a show, I heard, and I, I heard that front door open and close. And, and, and I thought it was Agent J. Agent J. I thought it was Agent J who come in maybe to use the bathroom or something like that late at night. And I, and in the next morning, I said, did you come into the garage last night when I was upstairs doing it? He goes, oh, no, I passed out about 9 o'clock. I said, okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Something came, that door opened, it closed, and that was it. Yeah. yeah. yeah the only was- other thing that was weird that I can't verify, but it was definitely weird. I went in that room where the orb flew by, where the door sometimes you hear it um i was standing like in the middle of the room i kind of like stepped forward and i felt like something there was some resistance on the back of my jacket so i thought it might have been like caught on something turned around there's nothing behind me yeah so there's like some i think i mean i can't verify it but that's okay that is the bay that a guy that used to work for me uh we're still good friends today he was an army ranger this guy has seen some heavy-duty action in Iraq and Afghanistan, right? How old is this chap? At the time, he was in his... Uh, well, he was over there when he was 23, did two tours. Uh, he was probably close to 30 at the time. So he was here working on his... Uh, him and another friend of his were here working on a sanding truck uh, because we had a big storm coming in. They asked if they could use the garage. I said, yeah, no problem. You know, bring it in, get it fixed, and get out there and make some money, right? And while you're at it, sand my driveway. So, so I come in the next day. There's the deal. Yeah. I come in the next day and he's like, dude, I am never, ever going to work in this garage late at night by myself ever again. I said, why? He said, there was strange shit happening. I could hear stuff in that bay next door. I went over there to investigate it and I had the weirdest feeling. He said, fuck that bay. I am, I will never, ever be in this garage at night by myself ever again. <laughs> and I mean, he was serious. Yeah. yeah, he's serious. And this dude, he don't scare easily. He saw some heavy-duty action, right? Shit goes on in that bay over there. And you know what freaks me out, really pisses me off? If people are over there, because we have some of our machining over there, like our brake lathe and our, our presses and stuff over there, they'll go over there during the day, they'll turn the lights on. But when, when they added this on, the light switches are all the way down the other end, <laughs> which makes like zero sense. Perfect. Like, why didn't you put a light switch over here? Oh, sounds like super Yeah, so if the light, so if they there. leave and I go to leave at night and the light's on, well, that bugs me because I don't like to leave the lights on. So I go in and I have to walk. And then, I mean, it's pitch black. I, I you know, I, I go in there, the lights are on. Obviously, I go in there, I turn the lights out. Then you got to walk out and it's pitch black. And it's just that it freaks me out every single time. That doesn't it, sound fun. Yeah, no, it, 
it's some days I just I say you know what it ain't gonna bother me it ain't gonna bother me it ain't gonna bother me and it does <laughs> but but it does bother me oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. just creepy you know yeah. yeah so so listen so we had an interesting investigation uh Kaylin, I wanted to thank you for for coming in and uh and, and doing it that's what I said. You said Kalen. Kalen, sorry. People call me I keep Kaelin. pronouncing it wrong. I say it wrong. So, but anyways, uh, so do you have anything in closing that you'd like to talk about or anything uh, strange the or whatever? Illuminati, 9-11, <laughs> reptilians. Well, I could go on and on about conspiracies, but as far as the paranormal goes, um, I mean, I've had a lot of interesting investigations. Most of them, all, most of the interesting evidence i have is on our instagram um lone star paranormal research if you'd like to follow it that'd be great i'm, I'm gonna unfollow you I think. <laughs> um yeah. oh okay uh kellen tell them that there's more than one lone star paranormal yours is lone star paranormal research and when you see this his profile picture it's actually uh a picture of the state of texas so you'll know what it says it is, says kellen buckley right on it too. yeah it says yeah. kellen buckley ghost hunter and it is um it's the state of texas with the lone star in the middle of it and like a border of red so there is another lone star paranormal i didn't know that when i made the thing but i bought the copyright for lone star paranormal research so i own it and yeah yeah, nice. so maybe you could tell that guy he's infringing. Infringing. I think on your they copyright. were probably first, but I didn't know that. So yeah. whatever. Did you uh, a different name. plug your social media? Lone Star Paranormal Research on Instagram, Is and you it? have a YouTube. We do have an. Uh, we do have a YouTube. We only have one video up from Waverly, um, and we just started a TikTok, and we have some videos up on that as well. We're gonna try and upload more. Do you guys have an email? We do have an email, Lone Star Paranormal Research at Gmail. Okay. Because, yeah, I mean, maybe, uh, I don't know, my idea, what I'm thinking is like, maybe some people can reach out to you and be like, hey, investigate our place. Um, whether it's in Texas or whether maybe it's in New England. Yeah, I know a lot of. Send us an email. I know a lot of our, our listeners are from New England. So, you know, that would only work when you're back around here, but. You know, maybe in Texas. I don't know, but possibly that's something. Yeah, definitely. I'm sure my team. We actually have like some listeners in Texas. We you? have listeners in Texas, Arizona, New Mexico. Oh yeah, out there. Do Cal- we? California, absolutely. Why don't you ever tell me this stuff? Okay, well, we're gonna sit down and I'm gonna show you all. You this. never. You, you always, never. You're you just always. You always just, say that. You just bring it out. You're like, hey. Yeah, you. This is going that. on. Uh, so, anyways. Uh, Kellen, I want to thank you for coming on the show. I mean, uh, this was like our, uh, I'm calling it our season two kickoff. Uh, you know, we took our two-week hiatus. I'm pretty sure we're going to be right at it full blast now until the holidays. Uh, I do know typically around the holidays, I like to go to Florida where it's nice and warm. Uh, so uh, we might be taking some time off then. But but I promise I won't leave all the listeners hanging. I will make sure there's some type of show that will automatically come out when we are gone, even if it's a throwback show. Or maybe we'll do a Buckley and Kristen show. Well, whatever. You guys could do that. <laughs> yeah, no, I told you that before. Full control. Yeah, and where's Kristen? We got to get a hold of Kristen. We've reached out. We haven't heard from her for. Last I heard, she took a bunch of ayahuasca, and she was in the rainforest hunting tigers. And she's um, in Pandora. She's she opened Pandora's box. She found the Holy Grail, and now she's. Um, I don't know. Yeah, well, we gotta we gotta work on getting Kristen back in here. Uh, <laughs> I need to check up on her. I haven't talked to her in uh, probably about a month. I uh, tried to get her ghost hunting. Yeah, I know you did. And but she was like, ah. 
Well, it's pretty late for her. 8.30? Yeah, that's late for her. Really? Yeah, and if she had class that night, she has class like three nights a week. So. Oh, right. Yeah, so so anyways, uh, Kristen, if you're listening, we don't forget, we still love you. I don't. Come back on. Well, you guys have this thing going on or whatever. But uh, but anyways, so uh, so anyways, you know where to find me. Ron from New England on Instagram and the Wicked Planet Podcast oh. on Instagram. And email us. Uh, thank you to, to the listeners that have emailed me recently. I did respond to you, so you all know what's going on. But you can email us at the Wicked Planet Podcast at Gmail. Buckley, what do you got? I have my closing words. Let's hear it. It's like a sermon each episode. Not really. But first of all... We're sorry for the lack of uh, notification on um, our two-week hiatus, two-and-a-half-week two hiatus. But we're back, so whatever. Maybe next time we'll do better. But uh, Pedro, uh, you know, I don't know. Have we heard from Pedro? Uh, not really. Pedro, I'm going to say this again. Reach out. We're, you're from Australia. We're... Uh, I don't know things are a little weird. We're we're getting information from Australia that's a little, you know, things are going down in Australia that don't look too good. They actually look pretty terrible. A lot of the riot police are out, and specifically in Melbourne. I don't know if it's they just had a big earthquake there. It's just that location, but the COVID measurements are pretty crazy. Yeah, tyrannical. So if you can let us know how things are going in Australia. Um, and as far as um. Oh, I guess I'm just going to give a, uh, um, a shout out to Mark and Planet Fatness. That's, Are we doing a black guard? I'm going to do a black guard for each one of you. Planet Fitness, he gets hit pretty hard. Planet Fatness, he needs a drink. Planet Fatness, sorry. That's one for you and Mark. To go along with his banjo playing. He's been doing very good on the banjo. Have you been following that? Uh, I have not. Planet Vatness took up the banjo and he's doing a really good job. No post. You don't got to post. I'm just throwing that out to you just because um, I like you. Both of you. And so just a little something to kick you off. But the last thing I want to say is about all this, all this paranormal shit, all the investigations, all the experiences that we have. It's weird. It's weird for me to talk about it um, personally because... Just just because when you do, it's like, well, everyone's going to think you're weird. Everyone's going to be like a naysayer. Everyone's going to be like, ooh, well, that's not real. You're just getting attention. You want, you know, clout, whatever you want. Um, you just want to have people follow you. I don't know. But for me personally, all the stuff that I've ever talked about and that Ron's ever talked about and that my brother's ever talked about, it's like, th- this is stuff that, like, I guess... Ooh, excuse me. Like, we've never really... Like, when I was talking about the, the cobweb feeling on my hand, when I was talking about going into that room and feeling dizzy, oh my god, that light just turned on outside in the garage. That does that. That freaks you out, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> no ghost. Um... But when we talk about this stuff, like this stuff is that it's not pre-planned. It's not like we previously discussed this. This isn't stuff that we work out. Like all the all the experiences I've had, all the experiences Ron's had that he had when he was way younger, years from now, and his family members have had. This is all stuff that's like happened to him, and it's not just stuff that we're trying to put out there to 
collect any sort of, I don't know, notoriety, yeah, I guess, no. in my opinion. It's no. like, this is stuff that's happening to me specifically that I've talked about tonight and on previous shows. It's happened to Ron. It's happened to my brother. That, in my opinion, freaks me out and I don't like and I don't seek it out. My brother obviously does. Ron, he seems more okay with it. I don't seek it out either. It just But he ha- doesn't seek it out. It just happens. It just happens. Yeah. So I guess what we're trying to say is like, I don't get paid to do this. I'm, I'm not getting paid to come up here and talk to you and try and convince you that this stuff's happening to me. That's not that's not what I'm I'm about or that's not what I'm doing. That's not what my brother... Well, he might get a little money. Every now and again. For like certain things. Ron definitely doesn't. But this stuff like... It's not stuff we're planning out and we're coming at you to be like, hey, or, or this isn't stuff that we're conspiring towards to put out some sort of image. Like all my experiences personally have happened to me and it's weird as shit and I don't like it. Well, it scares you. And it scares me. It scares me too. And it I scares mean, I, mean, I mean, it bugs me. Like, right. like, but, but I've had so many experiences on this piece of property growing up that I just, it just, it is what it is. Right, and he hasn't done anything to hurt anybody, so I just let it go. So let I get, doing what he's let's let him do what he's doing, whatever. So I guess I mean I guess what I'm just trying to say take whatever we talked about tonight, whatever we've talked about in the past, Ron and I, whatever my brother has talked about, whatever you see on his page, whatever you see, just check take it out because I try and document it. That's like my thing. I definitely think. check it out, but also take take it with like a grain of salt. Take it as however you want to take it, but also. Please, please, please take it as something that we are not just trying to put out as like a product or content or all of that. Because like I said, we're not getting paid. We're not like part of some company or label, all of this and that. This is just stuff that we've experienced or stuff that we've seen. I just thought it would be a cool story. Right. And Yeah. yeah. And ghost stuff is... Uh, really cool and interesting in my opinion but that's it okay cool I just felt like I needed to see yeah I know I know and I agree with you Buckley 100% on that like like I said this on the New York Patriot show the other night go check that episode out uh, if I spent one dollar uh, doing uh, buying all the stuff for this uh, equipment for this podcast or spent one dollar putting this podcast together I've already lost money uh, we have not got to the point where we're asking for money yet uh, we're probably going to start doing Patreon or something maybe I don't know we we I don't really want to do advertisements. Uh, I know that we could make a fair amount of money. Our, our podcast provider, uh, publisher, has told us, uh, sent me emails saying that our, our podcast is doing well and that they feel as though that we should start monetizing it. Uh, that's a discussion uh, that we need to have. I don't like the idea of it. I just hate when like an episode is interrupted by advertisements. Yeah. Do you know no, what I mean? I'm, I don't I'm like in it. 100% agreement. I do not like commercials. I don't like them on television. I don't like them on the radio. And that's why I listen to podcast but you know i get it sometimes people gotta have some advertisements they need to have some income on something but just while we're on the subject uh, a little shout out to my our buddy matt t finally started his own podcast hey matt t yeah Go check out his podcast. It's called The Great Deception. It's got he's got three episodes. They're awesome. His first episode was kind of like how we did like a preview show. We we kind of talked about uh, what we were gonna do on our show. Matt did that. He thoroughly goes over everything. He's got some really cool shows already out, and he's got some really cool shows coming in the pipeline. Hope to get him on the show real soon. Uh, so Matt T. 
Uh, glad you uh, get over the hump, buddy. I know we had a conversation about that. I, I told you just uh, quit fucking around and just do it. Matty, uh, uh, yeah. that's a black guard. That's a black guard for, Mar- for Matt. Yeah. And anyone else that I mentioned, that's, that's I guess that's three, but you don't have to. And also Pedro, that black guard, so... Yeah, there you it. go. Pedro, I do know that uh, you did reach out to me uh, about a month or so ago. I had some questions about uh, them rounding up the kids and uh, force vaccinating them. Uh, you did get back to me on that. I really appreciate that. Hey, we appreciate oh, everything. Did he? We What's that? He did. Oh, yeah, he did. Wow. Yeah. This and, is what I'm uh, talking about, Ron. What's that? You never tell me anything. Yeah, well, I did it on the Instagram. You got to pay attention. All right. Okay, so listen. Uh, thank you, everybody that emails us, yeah, DMs us, everything like that. We appreciate the listeners. Our listener numbers are going way up, which we're very excited about. I'm surprised. Yeah, we went over some of the numbers today, and I'm like, wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like from like from show 15 on, it's just kind of kind of really taken off. So so we're really happy about that. So hopefully you folks are still liking the content. Uh Again, we were off two weeks. We got a lot of good shows lined up. Uh, but don't forget, uh, DM us. If you have any questions, if you got an idea for a show, uh, DM us. Uh, email us. If you got questions, shout out to Sleep Deprived Dad. He was one of the guys that emailed me and wanted to know if everything was okay. Everything is A-OK, my friend. Uh, but anyways, Any nudes? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> so, so anyways. Uh, I would also like, please uh, subscribe to my OnlyFans page. Um, Buckley is up to eight subscribers. I have eight. And so, as I said before, three of those are Ron, which put me at seven. Well, the and fourth so, one might be me under a different name. Well, I'm pretty sure my eighth subscriber is my brother. So, <laughs> oh, there you go. He just subscribed. So, thank you. Okay. So, Buckley's OnlyFans, go check it out. It's, uh, it's actually on sale 75% off. Uh, right. Actually, I think it's on permanent sale, 75% First off. First six months is actually free. First six months are free. Yeah, there you go. Okay, so everybody, thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed the show. If you got any uh, ghost encounters or any Sasquatch encounters, or, uh, and we got to get Evan back on. He's been, uh, he finally come out of the woodwork. He's been a little busy. So, uh, so we got some stuff coming up, as I said, once already. But anyways, thanks for listening. Always thank you for your support. And we love you. Callan, any closing you. words? Follow Lone Star Paranormal Research on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. And I'm going to put all that stuff in the show notes so they can Sweet. click right on it and go and right I, to your stuff. And I would like to say, my brother from the same mother. Thanks well, for coming on the show. Yeah, it thank was great. You. Thanks for the paranormal investigations. Um, and we, yeah, just thank you for coming on. We'll, we'll hopefully have you come back when you come back to New Hampshire, whenever that is, and do another investigation as well as come back on the show. Um, obviously, so thank you. We're gonna yeah, get no you. Problem. We're, we're definitely pleasure. gonna get you back on, even if we got to do it through Zoom. Okay. Sweet. All right. So everybody listening, thank you for listening. Ron from New England signing off. Buckley out. Bye. <laughs> We got that. That's fine. Oh, it's still on. We got it. We're still recording. (laughs) Ah, This is Dr. Fauci telling you to get the jab. Believe in the data. You got to protect the vaccinated from the...
the unvaccinated we so gotta, that all children got to get the boosters. Be, your mother is going to kill you. Your mother is going to kill you. You got to get the boosters. And well, maybe. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Well, you see, if you get the vaccines. Oh, shit. That was bad. I was trying to do Bill Gates. Just remember to wear three masks at all. I'm times. sorry, Deb. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We're getting, we're leaving. We're out. Sorry. <laughs>